on? A lot. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Welcome back. Yes. Hope everyone's staying safe. These are difficult times. And yeah, so we are here not to take this lightly to provide some relief. I mean, I know with COVID, we all had to kind of take some breaks where we could. And this is, you know, nothing to take a break about. Um, We want to talk about it and hope everyone's safe and peacefully doing their part um, and not undermining anything. But yeah. What's going on with you? I mean, nothing. Like, I just, this has just been just absolutely crazy. And um, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Like, I just, I, I've just been just absolutely just devastated. It's, it's just, it's crazy. Um, And so, yeah, Sarah and I, you know, texted back and forth about, you know, if we should podcast and, you know, all of that. And yesterday, I stayed silent on social media. You know, I just, I didn't want to, it just didn't seem appropriate to be talking about the reunion and stuff yesterday. But um, I feel like, um, you know, this is our community um, and if we can come together and talk about some of these things and inspire each other to do something, I I think that's great. So in the most respectful way, we want to, you know, give an outlet for, for that and, you know, possibly be a voice to somebody who needs to hear it. So. Yeah. And certainly, you know, a lot of the cast is, is doing that too. And we'll talk about that. Um, For us, we're in Huntington beach. So a lot of people have seen that on the news. Um, We did have, well, it was, quite ironic because I was walking down to breakfast was it Sunday morning I believe Saturday or Sunday morning and uh, as I was walking downtown to breakfast I got a text from Heather famous Heather saying I hope you guys are safe just so you know there's a 12 p.m. protest downtown Huntington Beach and I was like oh that's weird because I'm almost there to go get breakfast she's like you might want to rethink that I'm like yeah that's probably smart, but I walked down there anyways because I was almost there, and I know it's just about to start, and, um, you know, you kind of also want to um, participate and see what's going on and be witness, and um, so I walked down there. I saw everything. Um, the businesses had been open in the morning, but everyone was boarding things up. It was kind of um, nice, though, because you saw a big sense of community. As we were walking down, I'd see just random trucks pull up to all the businesses as they're boarding up their shops. Hey, does anyone need plywood? Plywood, We're giving it away for free. And I was like, well, this is a nice, you know, community effort. So the businesses all boarded up, which was very weird to see, uh, but something we all probably really do need to see and experience. And so we saw the uh, protests and it was a peaceful protest. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of both sides um, but it was, you know, it was working. Um, and then I went back home and, you know, things I think started to escalate, but the police was there, you know, and, and, and kind of creating, you know, barriers and whatnot to keep things from getting out of control. And then I know a lot of people kind of said, Hey, let's just keep this as a peaceful protest and not what it's become in so many areas. And 
Huntington so Beach, that, yeah, Huntington Beach kind of did something that was different than I had seen, where they right away called an you know an unlawful gathering, like pretty soon as soon as the protest started, which was interesting. So as they you know were announcing that that was escalating, the people who were peacefully protesting, you know, were following the rules and you know moved to where they were supposed to go, and you know, and that so that it was it was. An interest, I, I thought it was like different the way they handled it, but um, yeah, it was. I was down there too. I was down there in the morning. I was walking, and I so I got to see kind of the setup too. And um, yeah, it and was then, crazy. So I've gone down each day, and they'll you know some some businesses just stay boarded up, some open in the morning, and then they close it back up by mid afternoon. Um, so, you know, it's just it's, these businesses are they're all like downtown Huntington Beach. It's all small businesses. There's I mean, really no chains. You know, you have a couple chains, but not major chains. And so it's all mom and pop shops that have been hit already by being closed. And so they're just trying to do what they can, but also do it safely and respectfully. And so um, that's kind of what I've witnessed. But obviously, our friends in L.A., which is not too far away, just, you know, 45 minutes north or Long Beach, 20, 30 minutes north, you know, they've had a lot of um, more problematic situations happen. And yeah, unfortunately- Chad, Chad's um, office building was boarded up. Like he, they all, they let him know that there was a curfew like 10 minutes before they boarded it up. And when he went down, like there was literally a sliver for him to get out of the building before they just like boarded it up with him inside, which was really freaky. But um, yeah, so, and that's in, South by South Coast Plaza in Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys, you know, no, there's always things you can do. Um, whether you want to just support, whether you want to post, whether you want to hashtag, whether you want to donate, volunteer, peacefully protest. There's always, you know, a voice to be heard. Um, there are places to donate if you want to. Um, some of the the places. Um, the George Floyd Memorial Fund, Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, Reclaim the Block, Black Lives Matter. Um, Sheena posted something. She was she's doing like huddles. Is that like the same as Zoom or Zoom the vehicle and huddle is the? I'm, I'm not familiar with huddles, but whatever it is, she's doing something where people, you know, bid to be a part of and they'll talk to her personally and then all the proceeds go to which she first started with um, the NAACP but she's recently then posted her and her sister did more research and found this color of change um, really had some hands-on actionable uh, things that they're doing so she's she's out there doing things like that to donate to these funds Um, some of the cast is out there peacefully protesting others are posting um you know helping explain um because i think there's a big misconception with a lot of people on black lives matter because you hear that well all white all lives matter or white lives matter it's like that's not the point it's it's black lives matter is not saying well white lives don't matter it's saying we also matter all lives matter has to encompass all lives so you can't say all lives matter until everyone's included. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, a lot of what people are explaining that to maybe people that are misunderstanding the point. 
Well, and the other thing that I, I feel like at first I, I truly didn't even want to talk about anything that the Vanderpump Rules cast was doing in regards to this. I just I don't think it's important to look to them in this time at all. But then as I was as I was watching, I thought, you know what, it they actually kind of it's a great lesson for for everyone, I think, because I feel like, the, especially with us, like the Vanderpump Rules people are us, you know, like they they kind of represent. I don't know, like it's they they're sometimes they're not as informed as maybe they should be or whatever. So, for instance, Sheena, you know, has been pretty outspoken. And what I like about what she's doing is Sheena has posted some things and then had some backlash and and deleted them. And what I like about that is she's listening. Like she, um, you know, she posted something and she was, you know, just saying, oh, I can't believe what has happened to these businesses. And every, I can't believe, you know, and people are like, it's not about that. Like, and she deleted what she was saying and she changed her whole thought process on it once she heard the feedback from people. And I think that's important and it's okay to you know maybe post something don't go silent you can post something but then listen and hear like if someone be open if someone has you know a a different viewpoint listen to them and then say okay like it's okay to not know the perfect thing to say every time but I feel like as long as you're open and willing to hear and learn like that's the most important thing because I feel like if you stay fearful then you know, like that's not good either. So I, I appreciate kind of like the shifting that people are doing because it's like, that's, that's cool. That's exactly what, what you want. That's how change happens. And so, yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we saw that. I mean, it's, it's a work in progress. We, we saw the business about Lala saying she was embarrassed to be white and it's, it's like, well, you're kind of, misdirecting this a little bit but it's also kind of like you know Stassi's problematic podcast a couple years ago which I do believe she's learned from but you know the Oscars why is it always those people complaining it's like okay I think she learned from that let's certainly hope so Um, but I did notice her silence and I'm sure part of her silence was being scared because people do pick apart including us everything she says or doesn't say so that's fair Um, but you just you know, find a way. Even as I had suggested just, hey, maybe don't be silent. Maybe just repost what Katie's posting. Katie was posting some great content. Ariana was posting some great content. And as far as um, ways you can help, you don't have, you don't need money. You can sign a petition. You can text your. Um, there's all. There's a whole thing. If anyone wants things to text, text Floyd. Text Justice. Text enough. To, there's things you can do and don't be afraid of doing that you're not in the wrong for doing that and there's safe ways to do it if you feel like you're going to just be attacked um well welcome to the club that's how everybody else feels that does feel like they they go through their life feeling attacked and i was telling holly this story and i holly had said she read it i saw this facebook post from this shola m richards and he just explains from his perspective it was really kind of moving um he, he the neighborhood he lives in is not you know the neighborhood of color that he is and so he, when he goes for a walk with his dog he always takes one of his daughters and so the neighborhood sees oh this great family dad with his dog and his little daughter he said it's the only way he feels safe he said if i wasn't walking with my dog or daughter they would see a tall, athletic black man in a mask because he's still doing the COVID mask thing responsibly. 
and people get scared. People start, you know, calling numbers and, you know, it, it's a scary place. And he said, unfortunately, that's just my reality. He's like, this has been my neighborhood for years, but that's how it is. If I'm walking down alone, people look at me weird across the other side of the street and that's just their normal. And so, yeah, you don't have to be embarrassed to be white, but you also have to like treat people like humans and not just assume, oh, what is this? person and he's in a mask and oh you know it it was just kind of a moving story because it came from his perspective of his reality it wasn't angry it was just explaining and I thought that's a really good post everyone should read so his name is Shola S-H-O-L-A-M Richards you can find the post on Facebook but if you're not on Facebook you can just google it because I brought it up that way Um, I don't know it's just a good perspective I thought Mm -hmm. so Anyways, but I mean, there was a lot, you know, even into tonight's episode, it kind of triggered me on a couple of things of just, yeah, I brought back like, you know, the Stassi podcast or whatnot, but even something Kristen said, um, and then that triggered me into something else. But the Kristen thing about, oh, James, you're lucky you would be in jail. And I thought, oh, that's right. When the Witches of WeHo and probably some others were making allegations against James and doing messed up hashtags about consent and it's like well if that happened where's the voice of the victim or where the charges i just don't think it's don't use your platform to willy-nilly throw out accusations unless you can back them up with uh, actual someone's testimony and that testimony could be an anonymous person they don't have to come out they don't have to be you know victimized all over again but I just don't think you should throw out those kind of accusations. And, you know, so Kristen kind of alluded to that tonight when she's like, you could, you should be in jail or could be in jail. And then that reminded me of the faith thing when they, Kristen and Katie and Stassi were all over trying to get faith arrested because they, they think, well, I think she stole something and there was some grainy, blurry security cam footage of a woman of color. And they're like, that's her. And I'm thought, well, that's, that's problematic right there because I saw that video footage and like, I couldn't tell there's no way you could identify any person. And so for them to go on public platforms and they did, they went on interviews and, and podcasts saying it was her and they called the police. Well, they didn't, they, didn't they identify her by a jacket that was stolen from Logan? That's what they were saying. Yeah. Um, no charges were ever brought with her that the police never, they're like, no, this isn't a thing and they followed up with the police and I just thought okay fine if you want to report something but it's not we're not vigilantes here and it's not your social justice warrior position to accuse and persecute someone on your own and then do it so publicly with their huge following Mm -hmm. that can really follow someone for the rest of their lives whether it be faith or james or whatnot you know obviously james isn't the racially motivated but it's the you know those kind of uh accusations they were implying uh are also problematic and and can really destroy someone Mm -hmm. but so we hope um, you guys let us know your stories or perspectives or anything you guys want us to address or talk about. If you guys need outlets of, hey, where can I sign a petition? Where can I text my Congress um, person or donate or volunteer or you know peacefully protest? How do I you know find those organized groups? Uh, let us know and, and we'll hit you back. Mm-hmm. 
I liked what uh, Bethany Frankel's doing. Um, I mean, she's just always like she's really found her calling. Like, love her or hate her as a housewife, uh, she's just you know what she did with you know the hurricanes and and everything. But now she's doing she's uh, donating cash cards to black-owned businesses that have been suffering. Um, she said, you know, she was doing this for Corona too. She said her goal for Corona kits was twenty thousand, and she pulled in eighteen million. So, if she can do what she does, do her magic and help everyone that has been hurting and victimized and suffering, I mean, that's awesome. So her charity is Be Strong. So, cool. Yeah. Um, in other notes, you know, besides the 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 great positive things some of the cast has been doing, you know, I would say particularly, you know, Katie and Ariana and Sheena, um, Brittany ended up posting a little bit. Stassi did as well, but a little later than the rest of them. Um, like I said, I don't know, maybe she's just apprehensive. Get it. Jax has also posted. <laughs> Jax posted a Nelson Mandela quote, which is fantastic, but then he, ha- and I know it's a typo people, but you know, when it's something that important, maybe just take that extra sep- second to double check. So he hashtags back lives matter <laughs> instead of black. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay, Jax. And then he's getting all up in arms too about everything going on. He he, he posted, uh, ah, does a Corona or does COVID spread during massive street riots or just in bars and restaurants asking for a friend? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jaxie boy. And then he, uh, you know, off topic, he posted directing at Charlie. Last uh, last I checked, uh, oh, because someone said, you know, Bo was really getting a good old jolly laugh when Charlie called him a 50-year-old man. And Jax, is, he's so vain. He's like, last I checked, he's older than me. Well, no, he's not. Bo just turned 40 during quarantine. So, Jax, you're turning 41 this month. So, mm, because last I checked, he's older than me. Also, last time I checked, 50-year-old men are the only reason that chick can survive in this town. Know your role, sweetie. Don't throw rocks in glass houses. It's like, so he's still uh, sticking with the know your role, sweetie, which... Pretty much defines his age right there and his misogynistic view of. I cannot like if I when he when he says sweetie like it, oh my gosh like it sends me to into like a violent rage. Ugh. Yeah, I, I I watched. I know you don't really watch Below Deck much, but I the, the new one started Monday. Below Deck Med and this um, woman Malia she was a deckhand now she's promoted to bosun which is the head you know you're in charge of all the deckhands which is predominantly male so Mm -hmm. she's in charge and this guy comes on and he's like okay sweetheart all right sweetie all right love and it's like you might as well tap her on the ass like what what the fuck so that's like Jax it's like oh you know it's just his he thinks he's so woke and he's doing everything like the boss from nine to five would still do, you know, like, God. Yeah. It's awful. So, you know, typical Jack's tweets. Um, the other thing I don't, you know, it's kind of, it's not related to this week's, you know, current times which is not just this week obviously it's a way of life and it's been going on for a long time but the way lisa vanderpump 
just forgives and dismisses men in particular. It's just so problematic for me. And I think about, like, she's very tone deaf, but she's very aware when it's convenient for her, works in her favor. Like, oh, she's celebrated on Gay Pride. She gets customers. She gets magazine covers. But then at the same time, the way she talks about and to these men can you imagine, like, you know, just the sexual innuendos and the, oh, this honky piece of beef. Oh, right, darling, you want to, uh, fan, you know, shag me. Can you imagine if Ken talked to the female servers at Sir the way Lisa talks to the male um, cast? It's, it, it, the world would be in an uproar. Yeah. He's disgusting. He's a, you know, a me too misogynist pig. And it's like, Lisa, you need to get woke a little bit. It's, I know you're being funny and cheeky, but you can't have it both ways. You know? Yeah. It it just reminds me of me when I'm at a trade show or something and like customers come up and they shake my male colleagues hands and then they want to hug me, you know, just like, "Mm." yeah, thank God for, uh, (laughs) I guess the positive side of COVID is I can now be like, uh, I'm sorry, it's not appropriate. Yeah, let's just, them he- off. let's just head nod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else going on social media before we get into the show? I have one thing, but do you have anything? Um, no. Okay, well, you guys, last week, you know, during the secrets reveal, there was a lot of talk about Janet, Sheena's, um former friend and you know the relationship of her and Dana or her and Dana and Max possibly having a threesome or why did they stop being friends was it because she hooked up with Shep or because she sided with Kayla from she's from the challenge right and she was also in Lindsay Lohan's beach club thing yeah I, I have no idea so there's a lot of theories and conspiracy theories on why Sheena and Janet aren't friends. One was that Sheena had asked, Sheena had brought Janet to Jackson Brittany's wedding as her plus one and said, hey, have fun, but hey, just don't hook up with Shep. He's the one I've like kind of flirted with and we've made out, so maybe just don't hook up with him. Um, so there's that theory that, and I know Shep was very flirty with her and um, maybe she was flirty back, I don't know. So it was a rumor they hooked up. So that was one theory. The other theory was when Kayla and Mikey P, Mikey P has been Sheena's very good friend for many years. They broke up because she cheated or did something shady that Janet sided with Kayla and Janet only knows Kayla because of Sheena. So that was a slight. Then there was also the Dana thing that she sided with Dana or possibly the rumor, oh, maybe a threesome with Max and Dana. I don't think any of that happened, but um, it's it's all been said and different podcasts and and articles and whatnot, but Janet ended up coming out and posting something on Reddit. And she said, I received an invite to Jackson Britt's wedding addressed to me and a plus one. I was no one's date. I never went for Shep. When he seemed a little flirty, I made it clear he and I would be friends and nothing else. I would never go after a guy my friend was into. Number two, I don't take sides, but as someone that's been through a divorce, I know every breakup has two sides to every story, so I don't judge on what I don't know. Kayla has always been sweet to me, so I'm not going to judge her based on her breakup. Three, when I met Dana, I thought she was really cool and connected with her and was very upfront about that to everyone, including Sheena. I'm not the kind of friend that automatically hates someone just because my friend doesn't vibe with them. 
Uh, and she used that in quotes because that is what Sheena had said on the show. Uh-huh. I judge people based on how they treat me and others. It's really weird seeing strangers uh, dissect me on the internet, especially a place um, like Reddit, my favorite social media platform. This is a first for me, and it's odd. I deleted my social media because between the show and everything else going on in the world, I needed a break and took it. I'll respond here um, because, to be honest, it's the only platform I feel somewhat safe. I would have happily kept my thoughts to myself if it weren't for people bringing me up on their YouTube channel, Instagram story, podcast, etc. I will happily explain the missing details in this story if my name is mentioned again. Until then, much love. Take the show with a grain of salt and realize you're talking about real people with real feelings. So... I believe Sheena is going to address that on her podcast, which I believe she is recording tonight. So if you want to hear, I guess, Sheena's side on that, on that post, you can tune into Shenanigans. And that's that. Hmm. uh, Weigh in on anything I don't have further knowledge of. I just read the Reddit post and I think Sheena will be addressing. So, um, Anyone curious, you can go check that out. Cool. All right. You want to get into the episode? Yes. Okay. So the reunion, you know, again, like this is like a very difficult time um, for everybody. I mean, like just this has just been like a crazy time. Like they, they had to film this, you know, via Zoom. All this is going on. And then. It was just, it was even hard to watch it. You know, it was like, I, I'd rather be watching something else. Like, but um, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I I wanted to be critical of how it was going to come across, you know, with, you know, uh, filming it virtually, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was done really well. And um, yeah, I did was, too. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was like super entertaining. I was like, oh, wow. I kind of liked it because I kind of felt like, people felt a little less um, inhibited and they could really go at it because they were in the safety of their own homes. Um, People were for, for the most part respectful when someone else was speaking, obviously not always. Um, You got to see everyone. They changed it up. I I kept my interest and I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Me too. I was like, Oh oh my gosh. Like I, I actually like forgot for a second that like, this isn't the normal format. My only critique would be that, um, and maybe this, you know, this was only episode one of three, but my only critique would be like, especially in the beginning, like when we get into our first um, couple questions, I wish that like in the last, you know, minute of the, of season eight, when they broke the fourth wall, I wish that as they were speaking about some of these things, they would have broken the fourth wall as well for it. Like, um, especially when they start talking about, um, you know, Charlie should know her place or things about respect, respect Jacks and things like that. I wish they would just come out and say, you know, Jax is an original cast member. The show was built off of his back. You need to have some respect. It does. It doesn't quite make sense that Charlie has to like respect them off of nothing. And like by them not saying what they mean, it just comes off as like stupid to me. Like I wish they would just say it instead yeah. of this. You know, like we have to like read between the lines what they're talking about. Well, Lala was one of the ones saying it. You need to have respect. It's like she, when she came on, she cried up a river. She ran off because she wasn't getting respect. It's like, well, then practice what you preach. You 
I guess had to earn it. So maybe you're passing that on, but it's like, you can't have it both ways and just say, I mean, she tried to do the same thing. I feel like she would have been a perfect person to maybe understand where they were coming from and like, kind of like bridge that. Like it, it would have been actually like an interesting angle to see her like help people instead of just being like, I don't know what her role is on the show anymore. So like she could have done better. Like, you know, how Sheena was kind of like the one who had to like work mm-hmm. with the new people so much. It Maybe that would have been like a little role for Lala, you know, is to take these people, you know, under her wing and say, this is, you know, what happened to me or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing I liked about the um, Zoom is that when someone was talking, you could see it was like Hollywood Squares. You could see everyone else, um, their reaction or their eye rolling or their, whereas if they were all on stage, so many people to be on stage, you wouldn't have the camera would have been focused on the person talking and you wouldn't have seen the reactions of yes, all the other I felt people. like, yeah, they were definitely on the spot more here than they are in any other reunion show because I think they know that too. They can relax a little bit and they can get those eye rolls in that maybe we don't all see, but we could see everything. So that was cool. Yeah, I saw some great Katie eye rolls, especially when it came to Schwartz's time of like, oh, should I go for it? And like she had her classic eye roll and then just some of the you know, James's reactions, what? You know, it was just great. And then I felt like there was some telling eye rolls too of when, you know, difficult topics came up. I still saw some faces that I was not happy about where it's just like, I, I, especially in this time, like that has to stop. And I feel like us as viewers of Vanderpump Rules, like we have, we've definitely had our voice heard and things have changed on the show, but I think that we could be louder. I really do. And I really think that some of these things, like we just cannot tolerate anymore. Like it's, they, they change the subject and think like that we forget. And it's just, I I think that, um, I, I I really think that our voices can change things. Even Andy, Oh, let's put a pin on this and we'll, we'll, quickly talk about the racism and then we'll get back to the pastor gate. It's like, really, Andy, you're going to, you know, and that was infuriating because, you know, again, Lisa just dismissing, Oh, boys will be boys. And they were young. And, you know, I, I do believe that they, Max and Brett have, they were just being dumb kids that pop off and they listen to some lyrics and they're trying to be cool in front of their friends or when social media first hit. Yeah. I do think they're being stupid and that probably doesn't reflect how they really feel today they've evolved whether they have or not um do i think they should have been fired um maybe from the show i don't know about firing from maybe let them keep their day jobs because if you know one thing she says if fired everyone that's made a mistake it's like well i got a a couple thoughts on this because this did happen 10 years ago they weren't under her employ so how can you fire someone for something they did 10 years ago unless you know like you lied on your resume that you're a felon and then yeah there are certain things like that um but for the show which is this massive platform it would seem applicable for their day job maybe not and we can get past that but at the same time her just saying that they've made a mistake everybody makes mistakes the whole cast just made a mistake and it's like a mistake is like Raquel went to see James and blew off her shift. A mistake is, um, was it Dan? It was Charlie that forgot her shift or, or missed this mixed up the schedule that she had traded with Raquel. A mistake is when Danica overcharged the one table. Those are mistakes. These tweets are not 
mis like mistakes that you just don't oh well it was just a little mistake like with her platform and what she stands for um racial and sexual equality it just i don't think it should have been dismissed that quickly um and yeah i i think i i truly think that i personally would feel different about how she handled it if she handled it differently, if she would have maybe had a conversation with them on camera, you know, like, like maybe talk through that. Like, I don't, I don't think that, um, I I think that everyone makes mistakes and I think people will continue to make mistakes. So I do think it's like a little bit dangerous to like, you know, hold someone to something that they said and like, it's off with their heads, you know, like if they, you know, going going back that far or whatever. But um, I I think that like going forward, like what would be really helpful is sit down with them. Like she sits down and has these other like stupid conversations, sit down and say, now Max, like, tell me like, what, why did you do this? And like, tell me about your family and like how that made them feel when you said, you know, like, yeah, even like, even what she did on during this, like that was semi helpful. I didn't like how, like how you said how she was like, but I know that they didn't. You know, they are not like that, so it's fine. And it's like, uh, I mean, I if I but, had, if I had slipped and said something like that, I would hope that the person that I worked for believed in me like that. Like that's a nice feeling for Max and Brett. I don't know how I would feel if I was the person that was targeted in those thoughtless tweets do you know what I mean like it's yeah maybe there was a different way that she could have handled it where she could take her platform more serious like she has the biggest platform so to protect that I think maybe just sitting down and saying like let's like let's talk about how like this can never happen again and then that would like it would heal a lot of things yeah have a conversation about it instead of just allowing them the 30 seconds to make their blanket statement, which they both, you know, made an eloquent statement. It was the only time Brett talked. Um, Max either looked like he was completely terrified the entire time, or I couldn't determine. I'm like, he's either annoyed or he just looked defeated, just like completely defeated. Well, if, he was- they, if, if he looked like, this is what I was thinking. If he looked like that during that little reunion show, I can't imagine how he's feeling now. Like, I mean, talk about just, wow. Like what? Uh, like I would be willing to get past it that he made this, horrible thing 10 years ago he's just trying to look cool he's just some like punk kid but based on what i've seen like like yes tonight i think last night he looked defeated or annoyed or bored but knowing the other things he said this season about don't forget who hired you and i'm your boss and sweetie and then what he doubles down on when he's talking about all these girls i know in two weeks they get all emotional and these crazy mm-hmm. girls mm-hmm. and they're just like Oh, so you are Jax, you are misogynistic and your your way of thinking is not has not evolved and you are not a different person because oh maybe you're not saying racially charged yeah, things the, but it's the same thing now you're doing it towards women and so like I feel like if if um, Lisa had like done what we're suggesting if she had brought this up on camera and kind of done a full circle of you know talking about it and trying to heal and trying to move forward and showing them ways that maybe they could educate themselves more that would be such a huge platform right now for them to continue 
working it with that community and by not doing that and even the way this was handled on the reunion show that like to me I am I'm not looking to them at all for how to uh, how to help in this movement like there's no way like I I don't see I don't see anything that is inspiring me from them at all. Like it's, if anything, like I hope they get inspired. You know what I mean? Like I just, it would have just created such a dialogue and it would have like, imagine if they, they did that and then like how powerful it would be to see Max and Brett helping right now. And like seeing like the steps they've taken to, to grow more, it would have been so interesting. Yeah. No. I've been getting a lot of inspiration from Edmund, Edmund Prieto's uh, stories. Um, he's uh, f- a friend that we met through Jeremy when we interviewed Jeremy. He was also the photographer for Sheena's wedding. So I know you're all familiar with his work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's just got, you know, and he comes from that uh, place of color, but he comes from, he was reporting, you know, live on what was happening right outside. You know, he lived where Lala lives in Park La Brea. But seeing like the rubber rubber bullets and the the destruction there, but also he walked up to the National Guard and gave them Black Lives Matter masks, and they were stoked and they're like, "Oh my God, thanks, man!" and wore them. They were happy about it. They shared their experiences. But then he said, while he was doing that, some other people were coming up and trashing these guardsmen and and yelling at them profanities. And he's like, "This, they're not. They're here to help, you know." So it's like that perspective is fantastic because yes that's what we all want to do but i'm also not you know in this i'm not him i'm not faith has been posting a lot of stuff too i'm not them i can i can't relate i can empathize and try to support and speak up and and do that but i haven't lived their experience so i like to hear more of their experiences um and they both then you know sending out positive messages and then he posted you know, him and a group, they're out there cleaning the graffiti and helping repair things. And it's like, this is just really motivating and inspiring, I think. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, um, I don't, you know, and I, I have no idea what I'm doing either, but like, I'm just trying to do my best to listen and learn. But I feel like that's so important. I, I want to, I want to, I would never want to overstep what they want help with for their movement or what, you know what I mean? Like I've heard, you know, some people say like, just like this, it's about them right now. Like we need to hear what they are saying. Like, I don't really care what any of the Vanderpump rules people feel like, because it's, this isn't about them, you know? And like, it's okay to like get ideas from them and stuff, but like truly, yeah, it's, it's, it's about, I mean, it's, it's our movement. It's our movement. It's in the world and no race, but at the same time, I am not experiencing the same things as, you know, you would say them. I don't want to be like them or those people. It's like Stassi once said, that's not what we're saying. It's just, okay, there's a difference. We've just naturally lived, you know, things we take for granted. uh, Other people's experiences are not the same. And so, yes, we, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just about listening and hearing that and learning. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay. So, so Lee starts off with Lisa. Oh, I didn't realize the camera's on. I said, yes, you did. It's your computer. There's no cameraman there. And, you know, props to her. It screamed very uh, attention-seeking, thirst level. Oh, let me show them. I must have got it in my bra. And she does still have it. She looks fantastic. I she, wish yeah, I looked like that. She <laughs> looks like, that's what I wrote. I was just like, 
opening shot is literally Lisa in her bra, and then I just put, like, damn goals. Like, she... This lady is, like, insane. Like, every time, like... She doesn't even have a boob job. Those are her real deal boobs. Like, I am just... Like, her waist just kills me. Like, I... Her waist. She's just, like... Yeah, she's just, like, tiny. Um, Yeah. So... Then it's like kind of every showing everybody, you know, getting ready on their own and doing their own stuff. And Stassi, you know, mentions that doing her own makeup isn't a problem; it's her extensions. Um, yeah. and and then I, I mean, before I, I've definitely made fun of this with some of the other episodes they've done, but I kind of liked how they were like, "Okay, everybody, power your mics on," and it was all ding 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 ding, and then it was like all the boxes there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it's very Hollywood Squares. Yeah, um, and then uh, Lisa uh, kind of gets on Andy, and she's like, Andy, we're we're getting ready to film. Is that really what you're going to wear? Like, do, aren't you going to go change? And he's like, what? What? This is what I'm going to wear. I mean, it was just like a loungewear sweatshirt, like nighty shirt, yeah, pajama, like pajamas. I was like, okay. <laughs> she's not wrong yeah and not to get like very nitpicky but that's what i do um i felt like he could have like lint rolled it a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> is there some waka hair on there yeah so he asked her how it's been going through quarantine and she said well it's been emotionally frustrating and financially frustrating and i know it's all relative and we we all hit it different ways it's all relative i get it but it's just like Okay, financially devastating for your restaurants. I got it. But you're still rolling around in your Bentley, Bentleys and your Villa Rosa. You know, it's just it's a little soft spot when I know her staff is on unemployment. And I, this, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Again, like I feel like if she would have broken the fourth wall there and said, like, besides my restaurants, I had, you know, X amount of shows in production. Like it's not only put them, you know, in harm's way of, you know, getting their money it's you know like i wish if she would have just like been honest because that really could affect her her not being able to film all of her restaurants like that truly could be hitting her you know like yeah yeah i, I don't know so yeah. I, I again i just i wish that i thought her answer was nice but i i'm really glad that andy asked it because you know that's something that you know during quarantine i feel like we've all been wondering you know it's like what is lisa doing for her employees and like you know what's going on and Um, so I was glad that she addressed that. Yeah. So then he asked uh, Stacy, (laughs) Stacy, um, her, um, how it's going for her and how the new house is. And she said her favorite thing about the house is the view. And and is that, it's like, is that a little bit of a slam? Like she's looking down on the new American farmhouses because she's on the hill and she's looking down into the valley on them or just, she just enjoy the view. One hundred percent, it was a slam <laughs> because it, it then in, like there was like four bubbles up there of all of the valley homeowners, <laughs> and like when she said that, they just sat there like da 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 da. Yeah, but also she enjoys the space that she has now, so that she can get away from Bo. And mm-hmm. she has admitted on her podcast they've been fighting over different things and and whatnot. But yeah, anyways, um, then. Andy pans over to Jax and wants to thank Jax for allowing them to all be on his show. This was great. Mm-hmm. And then Jax, it really does validate that Jax does not 
not watch the show because he had no idea what he was talking about. He was completely clueless. He turns to Britney. He's like, what? What happened? Well, JX, remember you said it's your show? Oh, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and Lisa does think he thinks it's his show and that he would change the name if he could. Like, Jack's Rules. Which I'm surprised Andy said Jack's and Friends. I'm like, no, Jack's Rules. That's what he would call it. Yeah, because he was like, when, when he added the and friends, it, it upset him because... Um, a, that's his favorite show, and B, that includes other people. <laughs> you know, he was like, I, I, it doesn't need, I don't need any friends. Oh my God. Speaking of friends, so when he is talking about, you know, the newbies and is he threatened by the newbies? He's like, no, no. I'm just saying we have such a tight neck, long term, strong friendship circle that it's just hard to infiltrate that. And it's like, do you though? Because. You and Sandoval are each other's throats. Schwartz is wishwashing between the two of you. The witches of WeHo are dunzo completely. Everyone's fighting. There's interfighting. So, how strong is that, Jax? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he asks um, Raquel how she's liking James's sobriety and if she's turned on by it. She's like, well, I'm actually super turned on when he's DJing like five times the level, which is cute. Yeah, but I feel like they keep repeating that joke with her and I don't know that like I'm laughing. Like, um, I'm here for them as a couple. I like it, but for some reason that angle they're taking, it's not doing it for me. Like, we it's, already covered it's, that it's last not tur- week. It's not turning me on. Yeah, we already hit that last week. Um, what did you think about how um, Lala approves of T. Sandy's facial hair? <laughs> I don't care. Um, and then I was like, is she saying that because Randall has facial hair? Like, does Randall have facial hair? Like, I don't even ever notice his facial hair because, I, I don't know, I just it doesn't stand out to me. But I guess sometimes he has it. I think he has like just like the unshaven constant five o'clock shadow. Yes. Whereas like He's Jack a, Jack yes. has like splotchy possum hair and then like Sandoval can't seem to like grow it out fully in every place, so it's also a little splotchy. But I did then, like I did like T Sandy's look. I feel like he for the um reunion, like it, it gave him like a, a new vibe. It was cool. I agree with Lala. Looks yeah. good. No, I liked it, and, like, I posted that picture of him, and was it Max? They were out hiking in Malibu, and it, it looked really good in that Instagram picture. Mm-hmm. I was a fan. I was like, Heather, I'm starting to see it. <laughs> so I love, too, after then he asked Raquel, uh, Andy's like, well, Kristen, did James's DJing used to turn you on as well? She's like, oh, uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I lost my sound. Uh, what? Test, test one, two. <laughs> which is probably a good comeback yeah it was a cute little joke they kept it in um and, and then, then we got like, to we got to learn like the super exciting news that um dana uh is has continued her bartending training and is now bartending at tom tom and still serving at sir yep I've been, I've been bartending at Tom Tom since November. Um, I'm also still serving at Sir. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been doing that since uh, December, and yeah, it's going really well. I, re- I really enjoy it. I, would, okay. I, I have to say, out of um, this first session of the reunion, she did not stand out. Like if it, like um, 
uh, also Danica and Brett, I none of them stood out to me at all. But um, I was really surprised that Dana couldn't get a couple more licks in there. Yeah, she really I, didn't. I'm, I'm sure expecting, it's coming though. Yeah, Danica got a, a couple in there. I'm expecting more in the next couple reunions. Um, but you know, also okay. So you've been bartending at Tom Tom since November, and then she said they, she later rehooked up with Max in December. Okay, so now isn't that problematic again? He's your boss. Isn't that why you left? Because you were effing your boss? Um, especially with like your guys' explosive past of, you know, the way they talk to each other about their quote relationship. I don't know, does that seem like a great idea that he's your boss again? But she does say, Yeah, we rehooked up again over the holidays, like December. So again then what is the problem? With the Kristen thing, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, I guess. Oh, yes, I have a lot to say about that. But it was important that she said, "Yeah, I've been, I've been bartending there since December, and yep, still, still serve it, sir." Yep. Riveting. So then Andy's like, "So Sheena, like, I, you have like a new, um, you know, relationship. I met Brock. He's great. You know, a big Australian guy." And she, and he's like, "How's it been going with quarantine?" And um, she's like, oh, you know, it's been good. Like, we've been having, like, you know, little arguments, but we're great at communicating. And then James interrupts, and he's like, oh, my gosh, when we stayed there, they were fighting over what fruit to put in the pancake, strawberry or blueberries. (laughs) It was great. It was fantastic. (laughs) It was funny. I felt like he was, like, laughing too hard at that, and everyone else was like, uh, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So... Then Charlie, so Charlie, so have you tried pasta yet? America wants to know. Well, and really, when you think about it, because I was asked this question, they're like, well, do you think she was really talking pasta or she was talking about pasta? Like when she said she'd never tried it. I'm like, I actually feel so dumb that I never thought of that angle. When she said she's never eaten pasta, maybe she was talking about James's kind of pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But she said she tried Olive Garden and then LVP. Oh, but you didn't try it at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Like, um, it was. She's pl- more upset about that than the racist tweets, though. Like, what yes, else, like- yes. Um, but then I, I like how like uh, Sheena's like, you know what, Charlie? I'm going to help you out here. Always recommend the cobbler, and um, and Lisa like basically agrees, and she's like, yeah, just recommend the cobbler. So she's basically saying the cheesecake is shitty there too. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like sitting there watching that, shaking my head, going, no, don't recommend the cobbler. They always recommend the cobbler, and the cobbler's terrible. It's soggy and steaming and like soup. It's not, it's, I feel like when when you're going to dinner at Sir, you're already spending like a lot of money, and the food, like when you, when you are spending that kind of money on a dinner, you kind of expect to get a different kind of dinner. So then to add on dessert to that, and then the quality of dessert is so disappointing. It's like a night when you're trying to treat yourself and there literally is nothing truly satisfying on the dessert menu there. It's a bummer. I mean, very, quite honestly, the Cheesecake Factory and Olive Garden, their food and desserts... So much better. Blows her away, okay? And I'm not... Not a bit like I love eating at nice restaurants. I'm not like I love going to a chain restaurant and you want lunch or you're hungover or whatever. Um, But like 
honestly, you'll get way more value <laughs> and quality at the Olive Garden and Cheesecake Factory than Sir. Whether it be meals or desserts, drinks. <laughs> well, way more value for sure. Yeah. Um, and quality. So. Mm. <laughs> I know that was it was like kind of like when they brought that up I was like oh this isn't like she brought up like two restaurants that are like pretty on point so I don't know <laughs> how I, this is gonna go I would suggest anyone going I would suggest anyone going to Sir Tom Tom um I mean maybe get your apps at Tom Tom maybe get your entree at pump um just walk through Sir and then uh, or maybe get a drink from Jeremy he makes really good drinks and then go get dessert across the street at like Salt and Straw. <laughs> what about <laughs> my what about Peter? Like, isn't it isn't Sir worth going to for Peter? Uh, no, I mean as far as in taking any food or beverage. I know, I know, but like I, I wouldn't just walk through. Like, you definitely have to go find Peter and you know ask him like what. Walk the, through, you're gonna see Peter. What What's the latest on like your app development? I don't know. You gotta. Uh, yeah, that goes without saying. Got a lot of balls in the air. For sure, hit me up. So then we move on to um, talk the the subject of Stassi's basic bitch book party, and they play the reaction video, and everyone's sitting there, you know, re- rolling their eyes and reacting to it. And um, yeah, it so- did show. I mean, it was right. It did show that Sandoval did know about it. Him talking to Bo. Excited about the cocktails and the cash now, bar. And- did we see that or was that new to us? Like, I, I don't remember seeing that, that bow part. Because I think we saw a little bit, but not that whole scene. Because I felt like when, when Bo, like, even got into the argument, you know, during the season and he was like, you da 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 da. And I was like, why are you even getting involved, Bo? Like, who are you and why are you even talking right now? But this scene, like, kind of helped where, I mean, first of all, it showed that T. Sandy did know about this and he was involved in it. But it also showed that Bo had a part and, like, possibly had a reason to be upset at the miscommunication because he was communicated with. Right. So yeah. I thought, I thought that was interesting. And it does, um, I don't think Sandoval was jealous. I think he felt disrespected and dismissed and resentful since he does more than Schwartz, let's just be honest. And he was just swept aside and not acknowledged. And I think acknowledgement goes a long way with Sandoval. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he also explained, I do get like if he felt he would, like if something went wrong, it would like, oh, look, these two doofuses can't even pull together a simple event when the bar's actually closed. It's just a private event. Like, he he is like you and I, as a event or party planner. We're very anal and detail-oriented, and everything has to be exactly right, and that's how he is. And so I would be that way, too. I would be very... Like when people ask, do you want to help with anything? We're like, no, because you won't do it right. Yeah, and I, I felt like um, I felt like Stassi should understand that a little bit because she, um, even with like the witches of WeHo wine thing, she mentioned that Kristen and Katie don't handle things the way that she would and that she doesn't like decisions being made without her. So I absolutely cannot fault Sandoval, even if he has like a problem with like kind of – uh, micromanaging Schwartz like I would always want to know what yeah. Schwartz is up to because um, he truly could blow it for them so I well, feel he like he does need micromanaging he yeah. can't even hold on to the 
licenses. And I feel like that that um, showed. But what I the other thing I liked about this scene was after the back and forth, you know, when Tom explained himself and then Stassi explained her side and Lisa jumped into, you know, explaining why what was happening. I liked that Stassi just said, okay, like her and Lisa yeah. both kind of just like they they heard Tom's side they got their side was heard and then they kind of just let it go which i i liked i thought okay yeah cool we're moving on like that i was cool with that i actually wrote that down um and well first she said i mean why was i supposed to contact everyone like was i supposed to contact max and i'm like actually max should have been the person to contact because he is the gm to organize everything right but um i did write down i'm like um tom apologized stassi accepted it nicely and graciously and she got it and I liked that. Yeah, totally. Um, before we get to the next um, scene, I we forgot to do birthday shout-outs. Just a few quick. Okay. Um, Melissa P., June 1st, happy birthday. Kelly B., June 5th, coming up. Happy birthday. Um, Alyssa Y. was June 2nd. And Molly M. is June 6th. So happy birthday, you guys, this week. Hope you had a good one. And, um, yeah, from one quarantine birthday girl to another, um, make the best of it. It can be fun. Totally. So hope it went well. All right. So the next scene is uh, Dana, and they're talking about Max and how she was saying, like, he just thought – she just thought Max was just, like, keeping Olivia – on the back burner, Olivia's the girl from San Diego that was photographed in the Tom Tom shirt. And my note was like, we should get Olivia on the podcast. That's on brand for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still want Kara, but. Mm. Yeah. Keep Bravo. Okay, NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Dana does say she was obsessed with Max. Um, but. You know, that's just, you know, Max has these back burner girls and she was saying, you tell every, all these girls, everything you said it to Adriana, you said it to Valissa. And I'm like, Valissa, he hooked up with her too. Valissa was the one that saved the Tom Tom fire. Well, potential fire. And we, she, they kept featuring her. And now I understand why they kept highlighting this random Valissa girl because production probably knew she also hooked up with Max but then maybe they thought, well, we can't throw another girl in there. People are really going to hate them. Yeah. But that explains why they kept kind of, like, why are they keep giving Valissa underneath, you know, like, I don't think they ever, as much as Logan uh, was shown, they never said Logan, server. Hmm. Maybe maybe they did, but. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. Um. So that's when she said, I mean, all of these girls have the same story and they all line up. So what's a common denominator? It's Max. And then that's when he's like, all you girls, I know you for two weeks and you just run your emotions with me. It's like, it's just so jacked and so problematic on his views of women. It's like all you girls, eight girls. And then you're also emotional and crazy and you read into things. And he literally, like, he literally, it like wins the argument. Like he's sitting there and he's like, I- I'm on his side. I'm like, you know what? He can do what he wants. I don't care. And then he opens his mouth and like, I'm like, okay, now I'm not on your side. Like it's, exactly. it's such a bummer. Um, I would, the, the, I other, would, the other thing yeah. that really bothered me about what he said is when he was um, kind of talking about Sheena and his relationship with Sheena and like how that went. I 
I didn't like how he presented it um, to Andy. He was like, well, you know, we did like a lot of activities that she wanted to do. We went yeah. to Chargers games and she took, I didn't like how his, his tone yeah. was basically saying that like, listen, yeah, I hung out with her. She planned everything. I went along with it because, you know, she was Sheena, but, you know, Basically, she, I made her like a sugar mama. It's like, yeah, she paid for me to go to all these cool things. Why not? It just, I think it triggered me because I have been that girl before that, like, I personally, I'm a planner. I like to plan and I know Sheena's like that too. And so it really bothered me that he like weaponized that against her and made her like it, it was like he was trying to make her look like pathetic or make himself be like well I just she planned all this stuff and invited me like she paid for it like I was just like of course I'm gonna go and be nice like I'm not a dick and it's like f you dude like just because she yeah. put some effort behind like the day that you were gonna have like don't make her like like I hate trying to hang out with guys like that or even girls for that matter when they're like I don't know what, what do you want to do and it's like and then you plan an activity and like everyone's like annoyed with it or like then like if it doesn't go perfectly right then you feel guilty about it like it just yeah. it totally triggered me and I was just like f you max and your apple watch you know like the whole thing was just like oh yeah she's trying to plan fun activities that she enjoys that she thinks you'll enjoy as well and like and then you create an experience. Anytime you do some kind of event or thing, it's an experience. So she's trying to create that. She's a planner. She's an overgiver, which, you know, we're both a, do that too. And mm -hmm. it's like it gives us pleasure to give and it gives us pleasure to plan fun experiences. And that is my thing too like she said that's her love language like I'm like oh shit I guess that's mine and that's how I show it and I think, and I think, that, how, that, yeah. and I think that makes some people uncomfortable and I get that and that happens with me too like I will you know put something together and like it overwhelms people because I literally thought about it so much and thought of every single detail that people are overwhelmed with it and they're like dude like how do you have so much time on your hands like don't, and it's like oh like yeah, I just like I have don't. You just I, care I and you're exactly. Thoughtful. And so I that I liked that Kristen kind of stood up for Sheena in that moment, and she's like she kind of made light of it. She was like, "Hey, by the way, Sheena, like I really want a Porsche." I thought that was like a cute way of like making light of it, and like it kind of that well, was because like he said because oh I had mentioned this, and she just retained that information. I'm like, yeah, I get that. That's what I do. I'll just never forget this one friend, like. I had this seven layer, whatever, lettuce salad, and I saw her eating it. It's her favorite salad, but she was picking out all of celery. And I'm like, oh, you don't. She's like, oh, I love this salad. I just hate celery. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then she was moving away. It was like seven years later, but, you know, as a, you know, how we are, we're very mm -hmm. particular. I'm like, I remember that, and the going away party was for her. So I made the seven layer salad without celery. And she was like, what? Where's the. I'm like, well, you don't like celery. So she's like, how did you know that? I'm like, well, you told me. She's like, like seven years ago. I'm like, yeah, I retained that information. So Sheena's not crazy. That's just somehow some of us work. Okay. We're thoughtful. To yeah. A fault. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I did. I just, I felt bad that that was like, I, I don't know. And I, I liked that Kristen kind of like took her out of that moment. And like, it made everyone was like, ha ha ha. Like it was cute. It made it like, it was like, see, like she could 
you know, retain that info and like make Kristen happy. Like that is how she makes people happy. It totally yeah. makes sense. And he was like dismissive and condescending too. Was saying, "I'm dating you guys, like all of you guys, two weeks." And Sheena's like, "Um, it was like six weeks, and it was because she had, she had her receipts." So you know, he's just he's it was just so dismissive of like all the women and just like these making out. They're just all these crazy girls, these emotional little girls. Like, shut up. So then Andy asked her, um, asked Max, and says, "Max, is there anyone else?" in the Vanderpump, you know, universe, Tom, Tom universe that you want to let us know that you hooked up with. And it pans out and it's like literally showing everybody on the zoom call. And Max is like, well, yeah, there, there, I, I slept with Kristen. And this is where you and I were right. Cause this was our pick from weeks ago mm-hmm. and we were right. But here's, here's the thought. I smell an in cahoots moment here. The way First of all, every single cast member, even Kristen's very good friends, reacted like in pure shock. Um, and the way Kristen reacted, just laughing and totally casual and fine with it. I really believe Kristen and Max planned this out that it would be out because if no one truly knew, it was just a secret. There's no reason for it to be out because it doesn't make either one of them look good. But I think they had a conversation and was like, hey, look. This is going to give us airtime. It's going to give us the controversy we need to try and secure our position for next season. Mm-hmm. Let, let's do it. He certainly needs it. He knows. It. I haven't heard one single person in the entire universe saying, we definitely want Max next season. You know, people are 50-50 on the other newbies, but people don't want him and Brett. It's, it seems very universal. So I think it's his way and it works for Kristen because she was so written out and written off this season that I think it was a smart move. But I think they planned that because she was not surprised or bothered at all. I um, I'm so glad you said that because I didn't want did not want to be the only one to have this theory. But um, I I felt that from his confession, I felt like uh, he's not a great actor and that he didn't act that out very well when he said it. I didn't feel anything. Also, I find it strange that Andy would ask that question. Like, he had, like, a a cue card for it. Like, mm, I don't know. Like, if that's true, then shame on, you know, everybody for not having that in this season. Because clearly it upset everyone. Like, it was a good idea. It worked. It got Stassi all riled up. But, um, you know. Andy was tipped off, I'm sure, by them. And and they couldn't film it in the season because they said it was, like, October, November. Okay. Okay. So, I was – I'm confused about that. So – like I, I literally, my brain is like frazzled, and I can't even like think of the timeline. Like, explain, explain to me how how it works. Okay, well, so they were filming, you know, May to end of August. Okay, so and and that's Brittany and Jax's wedding, which we went to. So that passes. And the Dana Max thing was like the first part of the summer. Okay. Then they were done. They were very explosively done. It and was before, like and before that, it was Sheena. Before the wedding, it was Sheena and Sheena, Max. Sheena was the year before. Sheena year was before. like November, December of Max or October, November, December of Max. And then nothing. And then she didn't talk to him from like January to March. And okay. then they made up, made up as friends. Um, and then, yeah. So and then he, Sheena, and then, and then he was a good six months. Dana. Yeah. Sheena was a good six months before Dana. And then Dana and him, him had ended in the summer. And as we know, Kristen, yeah, she broke up with Carter 
earlier, but then they got back together. But she said they were done done in August because, you know, Stassi's like, when were you single? You've never been single. It's like, no, she was single. Um, so August until she met her new boyfriend, which wasn't that long ago. So, yes, yeah, Kristen had a lot of single time. And so there's nothing wrong with that. And Max was single. As Kristen said, she didn't know Max was still re-engaging with Dana. But then Dana says they got together around the holidays. So what is the problem there? Because September to December, both Kristen and Max were single. So there's no problem other than Sheena was friends with Dana. I think that my, like, where I have the biggest problem with this isn't, like, in what I saw on my television or what I like my own assumptions about it. My biggest issue is what I am reading online and not only in our group, but in other groups, the argument that, um, that I'm seeing in support of Stassi's theory is mind boggling to me. Like I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand how Stassi, like how Stassi has made this about her. I don't get it. Like I, yeah, I, because I, she's not BFFs with Dana, and yeah, I get that Dana and Kristen were friends, but I've never seen them story together, post together. I see Kristen and Sheena hanging out. I see Kristen and Ariana hanging out. They might all be at a party together, um, and I'm not saying it's still not like oh maybe she should have told her, but why would she tell her if they had this explosive breakup and they only dated like from what it sounds like two to three weeks. Why should she run it past Dana, her peripheral friend? Like, eh, and it was just a hookup. She wasn't, like, in a relationship with them. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on how close her and Dana were, which Stassi was trying to make out to be like, you were best friends with Dana, and you betrayed her just like you betrayed me. And it's like, well, Stassi, you got over that, and now you're throwing it back in her face. So it's like, which is it? Yeah, um... And I think, like, the other thing that really bothered me that this triggered me as well is it's, like, Stassi saying, like, Kristen, like, this is so on brand for you. This is so on, like, so basically saying that what is on brand for Kristen is being a shitty, unloyal friend to everyone. Like, she's a liar. She's, I mean, the things she said were, like, truly hateful and, like, crazy. Um, But then... Yeah, you're shady. You've always been shady. You always will be shady. You have no remorse. You're disgusting. But I feel like, like, let's look at Stassi's brand for a second. Like, Stassi's brand is, like, basically, like, the basic bitch brand, right? Like, that is her brand. And what her brand has done right now is it's it's dropped off the Patrick figure and it's added on a bow figure that is a less evil than Patrick that she's controlling and like like I just like if we're like calling out brands and like how we're living our lives I don't know that like like no one is ever able to like point the finger back at her in the same way that she points her finger and she literally was pointing her finger at the screen like you know how she loves to point her finger like physically yes I dig it I'm like here's another finger pointing screenshot (laughs) I actually like that's in my notes a lot too is I had such every other person I felt like followed the guidelines of filming um to like keep it 
because it, it is kind of like a different format like than we're used to like that's pleasing to our eyes but one thing that needs to like kind of like stay to help that is sitting in your seat and sitting up straight and if you're sitting there with a partner you need to like not be leaning forward and like be flailing around otherwise you kind of come out in the shot ahead of your partner therefore like Xing them out. Every time Stassi would speak, like even if her and Bo were asked a question, she would lean all the way forward, like almost as if like stepping out in front of him and like, like she's the only one that leaned forward every single time. And yeah, like waving her hand and everything. It was like very, um, I I mean, if I was Bo, I would have been like a little, like she is very, her body language very much is like, I will answer the question and, you know, you stay behind me a little bit. Like it was just like, Ooh, like even Jax wasn't doing that, you know, (laughs) like. So there's another theory I saw on our Facebook group. Um, This person, um, one of our faves posted it, you know, the, I, I won't call them out in case you don't want that, but you know, the person whose name you love to hear me say, Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I thought it was a really good theory and I kind of expanded on it in my mind here. So she's, she thought um, that Stasi's reaction was just a little bit too much given that it really doesn't concern her at all. She's not Dina's friend. She's not Kristen's friend. She doesn't, she's not Max's friend. She's not, it's, it's irrelevant. Why is she so overdramatic about this? Yeah, she's triggered from the Jax Kristen thing. Okay, we get that. But then also she said, but then uh, couple that up with her complete meltdown at the Witches of WeHo party when Bo was talking to Kristen, right? It was a little over the top as well. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just talking to her. They have been friends. Like, from what I understand, they were friends before Carter. Um, So her theory is um, perhaps, you know, pre-Carter, way long before Stassi, when Kristen and Bo knew each other, Maybe they had a hookup. And I think Bo seems very honest and forthright that I think he probably would have told Stassi if he had, just to be open and clear. And that she's too embarrassed that she went around and said, we are not going to talk about this. I'm not going to be embarrassed by another man or another situation on this show. And everyone will back her up because she pretty much has everyone in her pocket. And the people that she doesn't, like let's say Ariana or Sheena, they're not the type of people that are going to blast that out. They're just going to be like, whatever, it's not my business. And then everyone else will back that up, including Jax, unless he gets, unless Stassi really pisses him off, then I'll throw it. But Jax is so in love with Bo and so in love with Stassi that he's going to hold his tongue. So I think there's a possibility that Kristen and Bo banged before Carter and before Stassi, obviously, but it drives Stassi crazy, and she doesn't want to be humiliated on national TV again by yet another story of a problem with her boyfriend. Even though he didn't cheat, it was before, I just think she doesn't want to be embarrassed again. And that is what triggered her and triggered her meltdown, triggered her overreaction to this. Triggered the entire season, yeah. Um, it, it, definitely, it definitely makes sense, and I... <laughs> That would just a th- just a theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another theory, like um, maybe if if she didn't sleep with, if he didn't sleep with Kristen, is I have a feeling that Kristen knew Bo when he was very happy in a past relationship, and maybe won't say something bad about that ex to Stassi. You know, like maybe she's like that that whore or something, and um, and Kristen's like Kristen's actually like, really she nice was person. she was really nice. 
And she, you know, she thinks you look nice too or something. You know what I mean? Like, look at Sheena. Yeah. Look at Sheena's reaction. Sheena actually had feelings and was in more of a relationship with Max. Sheena's very, very close with Kristen, way more than Kristen and Dana are close. Sheena laughed and she's like, I don't care. And then she still backed her up later. Like, I trust Kristen. Like, so why is it not upsetting Sheena, but Stassi is just blown away? She shooketh. What did, what did that mean when, when Stassi said, of course you would, Sheena? What, what did that mean? Just like she's like, ugh. When she's like talking about Sandoval being her best friend. She's like, I've heard you say that about 40 different people. Like, Stassi, just because you have one friend doesn't mean other people can't have other good friendships. And yeah, does she say best friend? too much and overuse it probably but uh, i don't know I, it goes back to that one season she's like i'm sorry i have friends and you don't i mean kind of true like stassi keeps one to two friends like you can tell even her and Brittany aren't very cl- that close like mm-hmm. i think she's kept katie and lala aren't her you know and i don't know i never even see her story about her uh, you know, Christina Kelly or Alex, her New Orleans friend, or Sheena Menina, you know, like you never hear her talk about that. Oh, it's always, it's Taylor Strecker who just is completely hibernated inside Stassi's asshole. So it's Taylor and Katie for the most part. And then mm-hmm. Lala, Lala sprinkled in there. But I don't know. I, I just think there's just some kind of, they're just so opposite and then they clash that way. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, so... Kristen said they did it twice, and James... Well, Stassi's just abhorrent. James cackles. He's like, oh my god, that's this is the best! <laughs> and then that's when Kristen's like, shut up, James. You're lucky to even be on that show. You could be in jail. And he just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, this is great. This You haven't grown at all. No personal growth. Yeah, um, she warns him at first. He pipes in and she literally puts her hand up in like a stop motion and she's like, James like needs to stop talking or else. He needs, she said, uh, he needs to be quiet or else. And then um, Raquel looks like kind of uncomfortable. And then she, you know, she says, um, you know, what you've been talking about when he, she's like, he, instead of being on this show, James, you should be in jail. Yeah. Again, throwing those accusations out as a threat, these veiled threats they like to do. And what Sarah and I said from the beginning, um, like when, whenever this first happened, was we will be like so disappointed to hear that this was something very serious that, you know, every single person on this cast crew, everything has stood behind and decided to push under the rug. If James truly did something that horrible and they are all covering it just to continue a show, like that's very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Yeah. Right. So I, it's like what, that that's exactly what me too is 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 pushing things under the rug and protecting people in power but like you know we have never heard the voice of anyone being a victim nor any charges so so then it's it, very it, careless it, and reckless for yes and um and 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 how does that make like a victim feel like um when when it's when she talks like that it's like it's very like it doesn't feel good when she says that because it's like it's such a threat, and, yeah. and and it's like wait a second, like whose side are you on, Kristen? Because 
Like Blackmail. You, you are obviously super mad that you can't take James down with this info. So who's keeping you quiet and who's keeping you in line? Because she's been going off like this for years. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's I, I couldn't believe yeah. they, I couldn't believe they did that again. It's like we're 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 going there again. Yep. So Stasi's just going off, you know, saying she's disgusted and talking about how shady Kristen is. And Kristen's like, shut your fucking mouth, Schroeder. Don't slut shame me for hooking up with one of my friends while I was single. Dana and I even weren't even that close. I mean, and that that seems to be the case. Like I said, I never see them post or story together or hanging out unless it's just like a group event or filming well, event. And then I thought that they're, they're the case that usually when they do like a flashback, um, they present like a pretty good case or they make someone look stupid, you know, like kind of like with the Sandoval thing, like, you know, he's like, I didn't give her permission to, to have this party. And then like they do a flashback and like, he's there giving permission. You know what I mean? It's like, usually yeah. they're trying to make someone look really stupid. So when they do a flashback for this, Dana is giving Kristen a hug at that event that Ronnie and I were at, that we were outside for her t-shirt party. And it's like, she was hosting that event. I think that it's like pretty normal for Dana to go say, thanks for inviting me to this event and like greeting her. So to use that as ammo that they're good friends is a little ridiculous. Um, Kristen hugged you, okay? Yeah, like it was like, (laughs) it was just like, that's the best you've got? Yeah, and like Kristen wasn't at Dana's daytime comedy show. Good Don't, one. That's good true. Good friends support good friends. That's true. Um, so she's like, well, this, is, this isn't slot shaming. It's about you hooking up with yet another one of your friend's boyfriends because you always need to do that. And then thank God we have Kristen's like, it's none of your business. But thank God we have a little comic relief. Thanks to Sheena once again. She's like, I- I'm sorry. Which friend? Because Max and I date longer than he and Dana, and I don't care. <laughs> like, thank you, thank you for the relief, the the fresh of uh, the breath of fresh air in that moment because yeah. it was getting a little tense. And she had a good point, but she was also light and funny. I feel like, um, like this is kind of mean to say, but I also feel like by doing that, it lessens like Dana's um, like anger like she's not allowed to be angry like when she literally did the same thing to Sheena and like everyone keeps on like skating over that like it, like Sheena just piped down he didn't even like you or or whatever they're saying um, yeah just it, counting it it was kind of just like a let's just bring it like remember like I was the first one and I yeah I thought it was funny and it did it just kind of like put everybody like right back in their place yeah so. how come no one cared about Sheena's feelings but they were so worried about Dana's feelings like Sheena dated him three times longer than Dana okay um they spend holidays together uh <laughs> whatever so anyway she, she Stasi's just like um it is my business because we're here sitting here discussing it and this yeah, is why girls I mean, don't trust you and then I mean, she's like, like I, I trust Kristen yeah I feel like the whole like Dana and um Kristen friendship thing is like a that's a it's a super weak argument especially when we didn't see anything like that on camera um, or social media, like you mentioned, but what we have seen on social media and the show is Kristen and Sheena being friends. So that would have been like a better angle for Stassi to take to say, you were friends with Sheena. Like you were there after her egg retrieval. You were there for dead. Like she could have like fully made a better argument if she had used Sheena instead of Dana. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Exactly. 
But it also goes to show that she was caught off guard um, by not knowing about this. And they, when they sprang it on them and she couldn't think of that argument quick enough. And that's why she chose the wrong person because she didn't know this was coming. Yep. I think you're right. <laughs> All right. So then Andy's asking if he, well, kind of talking about this, if he's threatened by the newbies and Jax is like, oh, I have such a strong group. And I was like, really? Okay. We talked about that. But um, then it gets, then it just gets gold. Um, he asks Charlie what she thinks about Jax's Twitter rage directed at her. And she's like, well, it was weird considering like he wasn't even or, like, I wasn't even on Twitter. I never even met Jax and he's rage texting me for no reason. Like I didn't even know this like 50 year old man, like he's a bully and I could give two shits about what Jax thinks. As far as I'm concerned, he's retired, done and wrapped. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. I can all go home now. (laughs) And like Jax is in the background, like 50, 50, 50. Hence his tweet, which we read earlier in the podcast, like you're that's how you get your money is 50 year old. It's like, actually she works three jobs and she has a hot smoking boyfriend. I've seen her on them on their uh, social media. And yeah, she's just because your BFF Lala rolls that style and admits it doesn't mean every girl in LA does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some girls actually hustle and work for their money. Okay. So then the way that Jack's, um, you know, Jack's kind of got his ass handed to him, but he didn't think so. But like hearing his comments to Charlie were like truly disturbing. He's like, um, you're like, as far as I'm concerned, like you're insignificant. I think I've talked to you once. Um, and know then, your role, sweetie. Yeah. And then, and then this was really disappointing for me. Like, um, I feel like this just really like sets us women back a couple of steps when Kristen is like, Charlie, calm your tits. Um, and like, and then Lala jumps in and like everybody's kind of like telling Charlie to shut up. And um, it was just very bizarre. And again, like I feel like if the fourth wall maybe would have been broken and they would have said, Charlie, like let's talk about this for a second. Like you're brand new. Like we understand you want to have like a fun first season, but you like if they would have just said it differently, but like their dismissive yeah. tones and like the, the way they were talking to her, like yeah. I'm, I'm glad that she was like strong enough to do that scene because I would have cried. I would have oh, absolutely cried. Like, and you know, like when you cry and like, it's not because like your feelings are hurt, but you're so frustrated, frustrated. because like you're yeah, just like ganged up you on. fucking idiots. You know, like it's I don't know. Well, then we have Lala going, "Oh no," because Sheena tries to stand up for them, and she's like, "Oh no, we're not doing this." It's like Lala, you're not in charge, okay? But then Brittany chimes in. She's like, "Well, quit calling him retired and old." It's like, yeah, she wouldn't if he didn't attack her first, okay? Like he came after her. Jax was not on Charlie's radar. She had no reason to comment on him. He attacked her first. So stuff it, Brittany. Yeah. Um, I will say Stassi actually came through okay because she's like, they're talking about the tweet, what Jax and Lala got all up in a roar about um, when the episode came up. And it was like, Jax and Lala, you don't even know Charlie. Remember uh, Lala kept calling her Carly? Uh, I don't know her. It's like, shut up. You seem to get her right name on screen, which you've already filmed. Um, but they're all like pissed off about her pasta comment. It's like, why does that affect you? It doesn't. And also, you and 
I also thought it was really funny when Jax is like, I don't even know her. Like, I, she's so insignificant. I talked to her once. And then he's like, she doesn't even know how to spell her name. And it's like, wait a second. I thought you just said you didn't, you barely knew her. Or you don't really know who she is. But yet you know that she spells her name with an I instead of an IE. Like, that's pretty detailed, Jax. And like, right. and that's rich coming from you, Jax, who literally <laughs> should be named Jason Couchy, but you named yourself Jax Taylor. Like her mother named her Charlie and spelled it that way. You chose to name yourself Jax. Yeah, Jax like, ass. Yes, like. Ugh. So Lee Stassi called him out and said, "Yeah, that tweet was lame." So thank and you I, for that, Stassi. And I like how Brittany was like, try, like she was like kind of trying to. Brittany seemed very well versed on every bad thing that Jax had done. Like she was ready to answer. Like I, I thought it was strange that she's like, oh, Andy. He was tweeting because that was about the show. She said the thing about the pasta, and he's like, Yeah. By the way, she eats cheesecake, but not pasta. Like he's like carb shaming her. You know, like they're all upset that like she's carb shaming, but then he did it right back to her. So what? She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to eat it. It's like Jax, we see what you eat. It's like I don't want to eat corn out of the can every night and like your potato spuds that Brittany makes from a can and your hungry jack frozen salisbury steak like i don't want to eat that either okay so who cares i don't care you do you i won't eat that you can eat it don't care let charlie what she wants to eat and doesn't want to eat yeah um but i love it um so he's like going off on her and she's like whatever no one even wants to see you on tv anymore uh, so true. Um, she's like, I don't even care about any of you guys. And Lala, he's like, you need to show some respect. And Lala chimes in, you need some respect. And she's like, I don't need to earn anything. I am who I am. I don't give a fuck if you don't like me. Uh, slay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And Jax, because he's so unwitty and so unclever, he's like, Bleh. I just fell asleep. And then he just set her up like a volleyball set and she just slams it down. She's like, I mean, it is past your time, right? You should probably go to bed, old man. And Brit- oh, and now Brittany's like so offended. And she's like, girl, you are so disrespectful. And then Jax is like, yeah, she's so disrespectful. Like anytime anyone would say anything, she would like pipe in it. Like Jax would pipe in and be like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Brittany, you weren't disrespectful at all when you're like, Ugh. faith in your gross nappy hair and it's like yeah that's not disrespectful or racist at all Brittany mm-hmm. okay yeah. <laughs> anyways granted I mean she had a reason to be pissed at, at faith but she turned it a little she also had a reason uh, to be pissed at Jax yeah yeah it, you know well, she, she it's those hoes those hoes that steal the men yeah you know totally. just like Dana they're they're best friend she was one of those hoes up in the mondrian according that's to Stephanie right. and Brittany. that's right <laughs> okay well that was just the fantastic uh scene it I mean, was um nailed it i was I, I i was it was truly amazing to see charlie go in on him and i i've seen mixed reviews on what people think about how how she was too like some people are i can't believe it some people are taking Jax's side and are literally like she was disrespectful it's i find it so weird that when someone gets loud like even if they're they're completely wrong the loudness that like of the noise that they make people will like uh, agree with them you know like um 
like by Jax being like, she's disrespectful. Some people echoed that. And it's like, was she being disrespectful? Maybe. Like if you like really get down to it, okay, yeah, maybe. She was being, you know, she was running her mouth. But like that, this is a reunion. It's kind of like her job. So I applaud her for getting in there and ruffling feathers. But I just, it's strange like to see what like how people will echo what someone else says just because they're saying it loud and i know i'm sure people are gonna be like she's age shaming well coming from an old person myself i did not take offense to that whatsoever i laughed and how come no one um, got on james's case when he used to say old man jacks they thought it was funny it's funny if it comes from a man but if it comes from a woman you know, she's age shaming i feel like you she, know, like charlie was age shamed the entire season they kept dismissing yep. her as being young and i yeah. think i think she was just giving it back to him you know especially with how dismissive he was being so and i i think She's, Not to mention I, he's tweeting that implying she's basically a prostitute. And I think she studied the game a little bit and she knew that old man Jax was a thing. And I, I think it was brilliant she used it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I'm not offended. Me neither. I don't, I don't feel age shamed. All right. So we go over to the costumes and Andy... Uh, I love because Andy stepped up. I I do. I, I want to say like the MVPs of this episode was definitely Charlie. I'll say Tom and Ariana really finally stopped defending Jax, and you see his true colors. And then Sheena really stepping up for the newbies. Um, I would say those were the shining stars for me. Um, but Andy did his job. He trolled Jackson. He's like, Jax, you complain about all these costumes being so lame, but then you have your own costume party. I thought I, I was a little annoyed with this part. I thought that like the flashback was way too long. Like I didn't, long. I didn't like they, they literally wasted like a solid minute on it. And it was like, I, I don't know that I needed to see that again. The costumes, yeah, this, yeah the costumes this season weren't that great we've seen it done eight seasons now and it was just like uh yeah i we've been saying we've been bored with it yeah. for quite a while and i i really i i have a feeling that they they hear that they i think they're going to take that note going forward if they go forward um yeah, yeah. And another time when i side with stassi when she calls him out on his hypocrisy and said yeah he's just an asshole so again thank you people always think you hate Stassi. You just come for her. It's like, no, like last week, loved her on Secrets Revealed, praised her. Again, a lot of things she said tonight. Um, thank you for it. I appreciate it, support it, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, so then Andy's like, well, Jax, what do you call this costume we call right now in your face? And Kristen's like, it's called Wolverine. And then Ariana just brilliantly uh he looks like a war general general from the 1800s and it's like oh my god that is exactly what he looks like i yeah i felt like i lo- i felt like those were two really big slams and i feel like his e like his ego was is took a hit man he took a hit from charlie and then i feel like he took a hit right there too <laughs> I don't know. I love the, the. I mean, that one was just. I, I guess I can relate more to the War General of the 1800s because I'm super old. But like, I I didn't ever. I I don't really. I, I thought Wolverine was some kind of like, sexy compliment. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not at all. I haven't watched that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> cool. Well, glad to hear it then. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah. 
And then Andy asked Bo about, oh, how would you get your love for dressing up? And again, do we really care? He's like, well, Andy, I moved to Boys Town 15 years ago. And every year for 15 years, I like to dress up like a girl. Really? Now, is is that – I, I – I don't um is is that appropriate to say boys town like that's cool is that what it's called I mean yeah I, I mean, we've heard that yeah referenced I I mean I, I I definitely like I actually even googled it like to see if I could you know see anything but like yeah that they it is called I was just wondering if like you know like sometimes you shouldn't say things. I, I don't know. I just wasn't sure if like well, that was appropriate. I mean, by him dressing up like a girl, is is that mocking um, transvestites or is it mocking? Tra- I mean, like I don't know. You're dressing up and making fun of it, making a lot. I mean, we're totally overreacting and over dramatizing here. But I'm like, if we're talking like apples and oranges here, it's like, okay, well, is that offensive or is it not offensive? I know it's all in jest. Like no one was offended with the boys dressing up in New Orleans, but. You know, everyone's getting crossing their T's and. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I would just like I would like to learn like if it if it is I would like to learn and I I would um yeah I just I feel like asking more questions like is never a bad thing, um and so when he said that I was just like oh and then I I thought that his answer was um. I don't know, like, I, I didn't quite see, like, how that fit into season eight and like why that was placed there, like it didn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't because he didn't even dress it. up for um, like even Stassi says he didn't try at all. Like he didn't even dress up for one of the parties. And but it was just weird where he took it. Like, why did he have to bring up Boys Town? Like, what does that have to do with anything? And then why did he have to bring out getting in touch with his femininity? Like, there was just a couple of things that he said there where I was like, why was that brought up? Like, it was just what kind of like it? a weird, like, why? Yeah. I, I don't have to do with a costume party. I didn't actually see him dress up as a woman at any of these parties. Yeah, so and, yeah, and I, I just wasn't really relevant. Yeah, and like the even like the mention of role playing, like it, it just it seemed like they were trying to connect in that whole little la la thing to like bring the story together, but it came off as weird and forced, and it like truly made me question like where Bo was coming from with that. And Stassi looked uncomfortable. It was just like it was a weird little segment. Yeah, well, they're special heroes, so they need yeah. to just include them more. Yeah. Literally, besides, you know, the gold of Raquel loving um, growing up wearing fairy garden party costumes, I love. Um, but literally, the only other scene next is uh, Lala's sex life and literally wrote dot, 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 I don't care. Next. Okay, wait, we, I, I, I'm not done with Raquel's. Okay. Um. Well, that's more interesting to me. WTF was that. So he asked like what her, what she would like to dress up as to role play like sexually, right? Is it, that, that was the question. Oh, I kind of got it. Like what's her favorite costume? Oh, I, cause I, I, I got it. Like what would, like what would, you know, Sheena was a dominatrix. What would you oh. dress up as? Maybe, maybe I interpreted that wrong. Um, well, if that's what he meant, I don't think she got it. Yeah, no, I don't either. That's, I mean, because it was just like, so like, I was just going to say like, when I like think of like what I want to like role play with, like I don't go back to my childhood <laughs> and think of like a whimsical, like, a little I, creepy. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't be like, my mom dressed me up like an angel and that's what I want Chad to just rip apart on me. Like. <laughs> 
I don't like it. It, it just and, and I truly think they they set it up like that to give us that feeling. And like you said, I don't think Raquel took it like that. But it was like it was hilarious. It like literally showed her dressed up in like these the craziest like fairy like like night, party. like yeah. night and princess party like. And I could just com- like totally picture her putting together like this intricate like garden fairy costume being like james she should if they redo a new peter pan she should try out for tinkerbell she'd be great she would be great i she actually like like um i i I totally saw it like when she painted that picture i was like oh my god i see it i see it (laughs) um okay and then um andy's like so Kristen, who do you think has the best costumes of all the vanderpump rules people and she's like King Sandoval, of course. I thought yeah. that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh. not that he doesn't. I just, yeah, it's just kind of obvious. It's just, I feel like and it's like, and it's like, oh, let's ask Kristen. Let's see if she'll say the truth. You know. Okay, so now we go to Schwartz and Katie. We go to the arrest prank. Yeah, um, Katie. And a little bit Ariana, the only woke ones on that. You know, we talked about that when that episode aired. Um, I loved, though, when he brought it up and Katie, like, literally eye rolls. He's like, well, Randall, Randall put a lot of effort on the prank. And that's when you could see the zoom, like, the eye roll of Katie. I'm like, yes. Yes. This is the Katie I love. Yeah. I've been loving her lately. Whoa, I can't believe I'm saying it, but bring it katie katie on her social media lately her eye rolls her giving it oh, okay maybe you can stay um maybe yeah it's like i like if this time like wasn't like confusing and like turbulent enough like the fact that katie is coming out like like as the the spokesperson <laughs> that's like warrior. that's like resonating with me the most it's like I don't know what to do. Like, my world has been turned upside down. You know, it's just... It's 2020, so that makes sense. And it's a full moon tonight. So it makes sense. We had an earthquake today. We have these riots and looting. And we have these horrible deaths that are happening with brutality and and racial inequality. We had COVID. So it makes sense that Katie is who we're resonating with. Because this year does not make any sense. So it actually makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. I I just oh my god! Like I don't. So wanna, I notice when like Schwartz, when everyone's talking about it, Schwartz is just laughing off, and they're calling. They're like, "Should I go there, guys? Should I go there?" And, and ev- like, oh, like literally, everyone's like, "No, no, we shouldn't. Nope, no, no." And he's like, "I'm gonna go there." Oh shucks! And he's laughing it off until Lisa scolds him, and then he like shrinks like a little turtle or like a. a a dude after sex he like disappears and he's just like looks like a scared little boy because like mama lisa oh she's scolding me i like it I, like, I can see him going to one of those places where he you know well we said this last week about him playing the baby role but just wanting to be dominated but particularly by lisa yeah um i feel like this is another person that we have let slide on this show where it like constantly the comments that like he makes and like the 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 stands that he takes like we're like that's bizarre what a weirdo you know and like we just kind of like it's Schwartz you know and and um we even talked to the other cast members and are like we love him you know and it's like okay like are we not seeing something like what's going on but 
I was absolutely disgusted during this scene. Like this, the fact that he said that, um, like he's like, oh, he's like, Katie was just like so outraged. It's like I, I don't know how to explain this, but like she, at that moment, like she was the embodiment of cancer. Yeah. The things that, like, he thinks that he's being so clever and that he's, like, and he's saying things in, like, this, like, such, like, a an educated, uh, intelligent way. And it's, like, do you think, like, we, we can't hear? Like, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I truly don't understand yeah. how we're going to give other cast members shit for dating someone that's, like, a mooch or this or that. But we're not going to say anything about Katie being with Schwartz. Like, this is... Like, Stassi, you're outraged about Carter? Carter? Look at the way Tom is treating your best friend. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. And it's just... Oh, shocks, though. He's so cute. He's so charming. It's it's fine. It's like, it's not fine. This is the whole problem when we just, like, have this special treatment for... Oh, they're just that. Oh, it's just them. I mean, and I will say, and I say this all the time, like, he is lovely in person. He's very charming and charismatic. I haven't seen him doing anything in person problematic, but on the show, we certainly have seen more than our fair share of problematic things. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I guess if you just think that it's like for the show then I, I hope that I hope that's it and that's kind of what Katie said at the end so Lala kind of breaks it in she's like Schwartzy listen up I'm telling you that that is canceled that you're not allowed to speak to her like that again or if you do um I will come down on your ass and Ariana's like this this that that like she's like in agreement with Lala and it's kind of a and and Lisa even interjects in too and she's like yeah it's like very strange the way that Tom talks to Katie because it's not it's not about like that he insults her because they have a difference of opinion like he the things that he says he like straight up says them to humiliate her and it's very concerning and Katie kind of puts everyone in their place and is like look if it was that concerning if he did this all the time he would not be here blah 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 and so everyone's kind of like okay like we 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 guess you got it so it's just kind of like left there and was like awkward and oof yep yep so then they refresh they um kind of go back checking on everyone refreshing in their zooms and andy calls lisa out lisa i see you're not wearing gloves or your hair person is not wearing gloves like he calls her out on being careful and not like you know maybe she's getting some special treatment and masks don't apply to her but then she's like oh andy it's pandy and pandora blips her head into the camera so that was kind of funny that was funny um and it was like I, I feel like that's like something that we were all like secretly wondering is like are they all truly alone or are they having someone that's like helping them get ready so he kind of made fun of that a little bit and it ended up you know oh nope she's not breaking the rules so I liked that I thought it was funny yeah. and and I agree with you that um a lot of times I get super annoyed with Andy but I felt like he kept a good pace on this episode of this reunion I liked his questions he didn't really well, a couple of things I was a little disappointed with, but for the most part, he hung in there and stuck with them. It was it was good. Yeah, I mean, especially the next thing when he's like, ask Jax about the garbage he spew yes, about yes. Ariana's sexuality. Yes. And he's like, oh, it's just, it's just the one time. I, yeah, I was garbage. I'm sorry. 
he's like, well, yeah, but you've said it several times. Like you even said it on Watch What Happens Live. So then they showed that footage, and that was great. Oh, that, that was even, when that's they, footage we could, you could show. Yes, when they showed the Watch What Happens clip, and and then like it like panned back, so Jackson and Brittany were sitting there. It was great, and once again, it's showing you know Brittany, you know, being like, don't 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 say that, like, yeah. I I just, I don't know what it would be like to have to have a partner like that you chose to marry, you knew had these feelings, you knew was this person, like you can't stand there and say that you're a certain type of person if that's who you chose to partner with. And that's who you have to, it's. She's like Lala, she's just doing it to save face because her true feelings came out later when she's like, don't pay attention, they're just trying to make us look bad again, JX. So it's like she really isn't – she was just – she didn't want him to say that because she knew what would happen as a result of him saying it out loud. So she's trying to spare them the controversy. But it's not like she doesn't believe it herself because the way she's like, Tom Tom and Ariana, they just have to get us. They're trying to make us look bad again. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. she's right on Jax's page. Yeah. So then Jax is like, well, whatever. I was like, I understand. Bye. I just don't like her. She's miserable. She bothers me. And Ariana's like, mm, well, it's fun to know that you I bother you so much. And then Jax makes, again, this dismissive motion, like swooshing her off like a fl- annoying fly, like, go away. You don't matter. <laughs> like, Good one, Jax. I know. I felt like that could have been interpreted like two ways. Like one, he was like getting a gnat out of like his face, which that's like dismissive and gross also. But then yeah. it was almost like he was like slapping her too. Like, like it, it could have been taken both ways. And it was... Yeah, it, just gross. Um, I char- I was really really shocked at the stance that Jax took here. Now he in the like, and when when um when Andy's like, do you um what is it about like bi- being bisexual that you don't understand? And he's like, oh, I understand it. You're like, I'm not stupid. I understand it. I just don't like her. Like. I'm I'm pretty shocked that like he's okay with taking that stand that like any like that none of his fans are bisexual no one is in that community like for him to like double down on that and like and not I don't know kind of like acknowledge the bisexual community rather than that he just he's just like I just don't like her I don't care like so then insult her on her don't insult her of her bisexuality yes. insult her personality insult yes. her words her whatever you're insulting her sexuality which you say you don't care about but clearly you do but it's just crazy to me that like no one no one's gonna jump in and say like hey Jax, like 100 percent, you were wrong like I, it's just weird that like no yeah. one will like truly <laughs> step to him about that charlie tried she's like that's fucked up he's like who are you i don't even know who you are and She's all, she yeah, she was just like, why? That's so weird. And he's like, who are you? And she's she like, like, shut up. She's like, she's on the show because people want her on the show. And Andy's like, yeah, Jack, she's a cast member on the show. And then this is where I liked Sheena, you know, stepping up. She's like, stop acting like you don't know who people are. You talk about them. You tweet about them. We're all part of the cast of Lisa's show. So it's disrespectful to the show. Everyone bleeds out for the show and does dismiss people that are clearly here for a reason and christian's like not everyone bleeds out for the show well actually Kristen, that could apply to you according to katie and stassi they said they hit you hit all of your bleeding out so 
careful, and Jax's words, careful to not throw stones in glass houses because you didn't bleed out. She already has bled out, though. Yeah, no, I know. She's exempt this time, but yes, I get get what you're saying. Um, But it didn't make sense. It it didn't make sense, like, arguing with Sheena about that because Sheena has, too. So it's like, okay, yeah, both of you are bleeders. Like, who are we calling out now? Like, what what is the problem? Because, um, and I'm just so disappointed that Kristen, Kristen is just maintaining backing. She just, yeah, she's backing the original cast members, though they are not backing her. It's, it's, I, I don't get it. I'm really, really disappointed in her. Um, yeah. yeah, so then and that's, that's when, when Lala's like, uh-uh, when Sheena's trying to stand up for them. Nope, nope, we're not, this is not how this is going to go, Sheena. And it's like, Lala, you're dismissed. Like, you don't decide how it's going to go. You're barely even on the show. And when you were, they were like made up in practical unrealistic scenes like you talking to Carter about Kristen and how he's treating her you don't give a fuck about Kristen you're not friends with Kristen that that made no sense other than you needed camera time it was so forced totally um and, to and, and then I was really disappointed in Lala's answer too when Andy asked her he's like listen Lala you know um you were at the dinner too, and you, you, when Jax made that comment, you didn't stand up for Ariana. You kind of laughed about it, like wh- what the heck? And um, oh yeah, I have a whole. I'm posting something tomorrow. I just, I, I don't have that episode taped, so I have to go get it on demand or Hulu. I am like, you mean when you say you're disappointed in her answer? My answer would be, I'm disappointed in her lack of answer. She gave him a pageant answer. She never answered his question. She just said. No, I'm not okay with that. It's like, well, then why were you laughing at the dinner table? You sat there silent and you chuckled. Yeah. So you never said why you didn't stick up for her. Yeah, she's like, I absolutely thought it was wrong. Um, I also thought it was was weird that she was like, um, she, she kind of went out of her way to say, she's like, of course, like, I understand. Like, although I don't identify as bisexual, I've munched my fair share of cookies. Like... I, I thought that was really strange that, like, you know, she's basically saying, like, Ariana, I'm basically like you, but I'm not going to say I'm like you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not like you. So um, I also thought it was absolutely wrong that Jack said that. It's like that your actions are not being backed up by what you say and what you say yeah. after the fact every single time something like this happens. Every single time she skates around the answer and the actions are just not backing yeah. up the way she feels. Yeah, she didn't answer it. It was a pageant answer. I want to get the clip from that dinner episode and play it against her thing mm-hmm. of not answering and be like, hmm, really? Because you didn't say anything and you also chuckled. I am positive she like laughed or chuckled and definitely didn't say anything on ariana's behalf no. and it doesn't even matter if it's on ariana's behalf it could have been um even if she hated ariana it could be like her best friend that's bisexual well her best friend is logan who's gay so jack's ripping on bisexuality or um, a different sexuality than what he identifies with that's wrong and lala is someone that has best friends that are you know identified differently than you you should stand up for that Period. Just like we should be standing up supporting uh, Black Lives Matter because it does affect all of us. If we're going to say all lives matter, it has to be all encompassing. So you can't you can't just pick and choose when it works for you. Totally. I don't know. 
Um, so then Lala continues on this with her little, uh, he's like, well, Lala, you did quite a, you know, nasty IG story on Tom and Ariana, which wasn't that just a couple months ago? Because I remember that being very recently. Yes. Which went off on them. So it wasn't yes. even just, oh, I was triggered because my dad died. It's like, um, this was like two, two and a half years or two years later. Um, not going to fly. She's like, well, it's because she told me to toughen up. It's not what she said. And if you watch the clip, it was, you know, no one did that to her. And you can't use that as a weapon to lash out at people. We all know what happened. But then she just, she falls to tears with the crocodile tears and she gets out her tissue. But like never once did I see a tear well up. Did I see one stream? But she keeps dabbing. I'm like, I didn't even see her eyes look glossy. I'm like, okay, you're going you're gonna to do a little cry now just because you can't think of a defense. So you're just going to play the little victim? Yeah. Um, I, first of all, I was shocked that this got brought up again. I feel like, like we've dealt with this and to go all the way back a whole other season and say that that is why like you were treating this person like her argument was very very weak and then I didn't like that Ariana had to apologize for that comment but then like no one has ever said anything to Ariana about like her experience like she has cried out multiple times now saying how hard it was for her and, me and, and Jackson then were to and her what when her she dad went died. through, and they all sit there and like they let her apologize and fall over Lala. But like, it would be very simple for someone to stand up and say, you know what? While we're at it, Ariana, I know this was a long time ago. I'm sorry that you felt that way. Like, would that be so hard to do? Instead, they're kind of doubling down, like the way Stassi justified like the hazing. It's like, well, it's a rite of passage. We all do it. It's kind of like, well, get over it. It's, yeah. it's like, well, not when it comes to Lala, apparently, and not when it comes to Jax, apparently. Yes. <sighs> yeah. So I, I had I had a major problem with that. I was I was just like that. It's, yeah. It's not. Um, it doesn't add up. No. And so then she said, "Well, and I also feel like." They only liked me because I needed them. And as soon as I found other friends, they dumped me. And then oh, I love that Tom and Ariana like literally had examples, receipts. Someone played that glorious montage. Well, actually, we feel the same way, but in reverse. Like we just kept seeing all these vacations. You took everyone on except for me or, or us flaunting it in our face. Um, we felt ditched the other way. I, I thought they won that because they actually had footage and receipts of that. Yeah. Wait, where, where is that? Cause I, I had something to say about that. It was like right after the Tom and Ariana thing. Cause she was pretending to cry and saying she was triggered. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine, like, I just, I, I imagine how Tom and Ariana felt in this moment, you know, or, or watching everything, like, that they say that happened, you know, like, them go on trips, or just her, Lala being accepted, like, what Lala wasn't saying in that moment was, like, look, Tom, Ariana, I'm sorry, but what happened was I became popular. I became popular amongst the the core group, and you know it was just easier to exclude you guys than to like bring you along because you know aren't you guys happy that like I'm popular now? You, I was floundering, and now I'm po- like what she was leaving out was like popular and included, and I mean it makes perfect. Like she's like the 
like Mean Girls or Jawbreaker or Heathers or any of these uh, Brady Bunch episode where they remake and not that she was like the ugly duckling or the nerd or whatever, but they, they take the wounded bird in and then she flies and then they, that bird disses the people that helped her fly. Yes. Classic case. Yeah. And, and, but to try to play the victim and be like, I'm, you know what? I just felt like, like you guys, you know, like you drop, like, of course they dropped you. Like, of course they're not going to like, they're not going to be calling you while you're over at like Stassi's and Jackson Brittany's. Like they know like that they're excluded from that. Like it was Lala's job yeah. to do that. Like if her position changed, she should have been the one, like, I, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then we go to Tom and Jax and, you know, what happened with them. And Jax is like, well, I know who you are, Tom. You just, you don't text people back. (laughs) And this is where, again, it shows that Jax really doesn't watch the show. Because, again, when he was confused about what what, what happened, Jax, he said it was your show. Well, this is where he also didn't watch the show where they show Sandoval literally going through his phone, showing Jax read his tweet and responded to his tweet. And Ariana's like, it's literally on the show. Tom showed his text. You saw it. (laughs) And he's like, well, whatever. I also loved how um, Jax was getting so bothered by Ariana answering. Like anytime that she would open her mouth and, and say something like uh, Jax knew it was not going to be good for him. And he was like, no, it and like Ariana's like, dude, like I'm here too, so this is how it's gonna go. So stop. Like he was yeah. so. He's like, like I believe jerk. he asked Tom Sandoval that question, not you. Yes. And then when they were talking, they panned. I posted this on um, Instagram, but they posted or showed him while someone else was talking, and he was just grinding his teeth and like doing that coke mouth thing either either he's a baseball player and he's eating a lot of sunflower seeds like katie maloney in the outfield or he's got coke mouth <laughs> or, or just um like it's it doesn't even have to be coke or like it, it's just like for sure stimulant mouth like whether it's adderall or like whatever it is that yeah. that's why he's doing that or like if he had like um chew but yes, he, he clearly didn't have chew in his mouth, but that's what he looked like he was doing. And, you know, yeah, totally. Um, so then Andy says, ask Tom why he um, didn't ask about the pastor thing a long time ago. And Brittany's like, yeah, that's what I want to know, too. I want to know that reason. And, uh, and then Jax deflects because um, he asks, well, you know, why did you have this? And he's like, it's not my pastor. It's Brittany's. So I, 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 I kind of had a question about that because Jax and Brittany both had that question. They both wanted to ask Tom Sandoval why he, why he didn't come to them earlier, which is basically like letting us know that, yes, there was proof before he brought this up. Right. So they're saying months before we all saw it. We all saw that, but like, they're kind of acknowledging that they're saying, yes, for sure there was. So like, and like Sandoval said, I was tagged and tweeted, um, in that when it had nothing to do with Sandoval, he goes, I was tagged. He's like, Jax was tagged. He's like, there's no way Jax is always on Twitter. There's no way Jax didn't see it. If Sandoval saw it because people were tagging all of them. And he's hundred percent. Yes. So he assumed he knew. Mm hmm. 
I thought that was a really good comeback, though. But, like, Jax literally throws it on Brittany, like, throws her under the bus. Like, basically, like, if they're running out of the house that's on fire, like, he is pushing Brittany and their baby out of the way, and he's getting the hell out of there first. Like, he's stung. It's like, it's her. It's her pastor. It's not even mine. It's like, nice support. It's your, like Andy says, he's like, well, it's your wedding, and you chose him as an officiant, so you can't blame it on her. Well, yeah, and it was like, so so what are you trying to accomplish off of that statement? Like, and I think, I'm pretty sure Jax even said, like, why is everyone coming for me? Like, so basically what you're saying is like everyone, like this anger, everything should be going towards Brittany. Like, that's really nice. That's a really nice partner to be like, this all, all this hate should be directed at her. Like, what? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So, um, Andy's just like, Jax, did you not think this pastor thing was going to come up on the show? I mean, obviously, um, and he's like, I just don't want, why would you make such a big production of this pastor, um, you know, considering your, what your manager has done? Again, as Jax does, he deflects and turns the tables and tries to blame it on, you know, why didn't Sandoval fire Max? I and mean, like, I, when he said that, I gasped. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, here we go. And, like, yeah. even Max's face, like, his eyes just, like, dropped. Like, he knew that was coming. He was just like, ooh. Like, yeah, so when he looked defeated. Yeah. Like, and it's like, okay. I almost fell for him for a second. I was like, I almost have empathy for you, Max. Almost. <laughs> but another thing, um, another thing that was, they, yeah, that was revealed during this that I, I didn't know about is I didn't know that Jax had texted Max and Brett saying like, hey, like, so- sorry, I'm going to have to throw you guys under the bus because I need to like basically teach uh, T. Sandy a lesson. He's dead to me. Yeah. yeah. And then I love Sandoval. He's like, after that, he's like, you don't give a fuck about racial inequality. You're just deflecting. And it's like, yeah, exactly. And he's like, how do you know what I care about? You don't know me. It's like, um, you guys keep talking about how you've been friends for 20 years, almost 20 years, 20 years. It's like, I think you kind of have an inkling of what you're about, what you're thinking and what you, your mannerisms are. Okay. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. And and I like how, um, how Jax is like, I hope you, you, you talk to, to Max and Brett the same way you talk to me. And Ariana's like, he did. He did talk to them like that. And um, and Jack's like, shut the fuck up. Like, he is so mad at Ariana. He cannot, like, he yeah. hates her, dude. He hates her. Like, I just really feel like Jack's just the guy that he's like, well, not you be in the kitchen, barefoot, pregnant, making me a sandwich, as we've heard him basically say. But he'd be so threatened. Like, if he was, you know, an executive and the CEO was a woman, he would be so bothered by that. Yeah. And that's what I feel he sees in Ariana, and he just can't have it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So they explain that uh, Sandoval couldn't fire him even if he wanted to, being only a 5% owner, and then Lisa backs that up and, yeah, says no. He couldn't. Isn't he a 10% owner now? Um, I mean, I guess with the garden... Yeah. yeah, but I guess at the when this happened, he was at the time. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time. Um, so so then, um, you know, Andy gives uh, Max and Brett both a chance to kind of address, 
you know, what was said uh, on Twitter and things like that. And, um, you know, Max just said that he just wants to emphasize his apology and that, you know, he cringed at the things that he said almost nine years ago. And um, Brett pretty much says the same thing. He was messing around with friends and Lisa vouches for them saying that she's never seen anything that backs up, you know, that they, that this is their true feeling. Um, no, yeah. again, I feel, you know, Sarah and I, we already kind of talked about this, but I, I feel like maybe in the past this answer would be okay. Like maybe, maybe we would hear this and be like, oh, cool, let's move on. But, um, you know, I, I think that there definitely could have been a different way to handle this. And, um, it was just glossed over very quickly yeah, and just, oh, yeah. it's a mistake. There were young kids. And it's like, we can get past that. It's, you know, we, we don't have to judge you on the past. It's how you are in the current and how you move forward. But it's just, they really glossed over it. They never addressed it when it happened on the show. Yeah. Every, Bravo brushed it under the carpet. Lisa brushed it. Everyone just avoided, ignored, dismissed it. And then they just gloss over it here. So like you said, you suggested just like an open conversation about it could have been healing, could have really helped Brett and Max and their reputation going forward. Um, if she cares about them, she should have given them that opportunity to maybe open it up a little bit more. And people would, you know, when people talk about it and you can see it, their true feelings and people would have a little more heart towards them. And I, and again, like I, I don't think that it would be easy. Like I, I understand why, Lisa and Bravo and Max and Brett probably chose to go that like they took the safe exit out, you know, but I, I think that um, making having that uncomfortable conversation and maybe getting some tweets that aren't so pleasant, you know, not happy with, you know, the things that were said that would be uncomfortable, but it like truly could have been like a learning moment. And I think that's what like we as people are going to have to do to move past this. If we keep doing this, it's nothing's going to change because it can't because we just keep, you know, plugging our ears. Like if you look at that, like the whole time, like they're yelling, like everyone's just covering their ears. And it's like, it's such like a, a, a moment, like we can't do that. We can't, when it's uncomfortable, we can't just cover our ears and drop our head. Like let's talk about it. And like, and you know, see yeah. see what we can do. I don't know. So hey, well, it's eleven eleven. So let's all take a little second here, make a wish. Maybe one of positivity, safety, peacefulness. Um, I mean, you all can do your own wish, but there's just some guidance for the wish. So it's eleven eleven. So for the next minute, think about your wish, and maybe we can have a better world. <laughs> Okay, so he pivots then back after glossing over that. He pivots back into Pastor Gate and he has Stassi, you know, her thoughts. And again, I appreciate Stassi being honest, even though she's good friends with Jackson and Brittany. She says, honestly, I think they just um, were kind of in denial or conveniently clueless and they put their head in the sand. Um, and I, you can just see Brittany sitting there. And that's the thing. It's like Brittany can pop off, but. I have never seen her, nor do I think she will ever pop off on Stassi. I think she's scared of her, and she probably should be. I think she probably knows deep down Jack still harbors feelings. So she just, you can tell when Stassi said it, it's gutting her, but she's just like, she's probably clenching her fist like, oh, I can't say anything, it's Stassi. Yeah, I felt like she did it in like the nicest way that she could, and um, and, and I... 
I'm sure that she will. Um, I'm sure that like what what's coming up with her wedding and all the things that she's going to be going through. I'm sure that she's going to find herself in like a similar situation where maybe her question is or her you know one of her choices are going to be called into question like that. But um, yeah, when she when she called them out, Brittany and Jax's face like they were like fully clenching their butts. And then she like finally you know spazzes out and she's like. This is, you know, let me talk, let me talk. Can I talk? This is the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. And I thought, well, I, yeah, I'm sure it is because people are calling you racist and all these horrible things. But if that truly is the hardest thing you've ever been through, that is kind of an example of white privilege right there. Because <laughs> people have gone through a lot harder things than that. I'm sure it was terrible being crucified on social media and public platform, but you did sign up for it with the show. Um, and with your choices, um, it's horrible. And I don't think, you know, I wish you didn't have to go through that. But again, if that's the hardest thing, then we should all take a minute and reassess um, how hard we think things are and compare that to things that we haven't experienced or can relate to. And absolutely, that's been, I, I feel yeah. like, like off of the reunion show, like in these, you know, with, with what's going on in the world, I felt like that was the most like profound moment of the reunion when she said that like I'm sure she's going to watch that back and you know knowing what's going on today yesterday you know all, what's been going on I think that's going to be hard for her to watch back that she said that and yeah. that that like truly especially was, yesterday yeah and that it was truly the hardest time in her life but um I think that's what's so interesting about like about like where we are in the world. It's because I I believe that that was a very hard moment for her. Brittany, um, that was Brittany's pastor, and I believe that those probably were Brittany's beliefs that were called into question. And beyond that, it was her family's beliefs, and that must have been very difficult to have all of that brought, you know, such a spotlight put on it, and her have to really choose. And like, you know, is she going to go with how she was raised and what she believes in, or is she going to have to, you know, go? Mm -hmm. You know, it was truly a, a moment for her, and. Again, like I feel like if she would have talked through that a little bit and maybe said, you know what, like I, I didn't realize my, you know, the way I was raised, the way I grew up, like that there, that it caused this divide. Like there could have been another dialogue there. There really could have, you know, yeah. where she could have just said, you know what, I, this is what, this is what, it, you know, the Bible says. Instead of just saying, I asked him. I yes. asked him and he said no. And he said he wasn't, was he wasn't having those feelings at the time. And so, I, like, what does that even mean? Like, that, 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 like, that doesn't, that, that makes no sense. And so, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I could see how, how it would be the hardest time in her life because I think that she chose and how to handle that a very difficult way for herself where she did have to take a lot of that on for, you know, everything for her, the way she was raised, basically, you know, well, like, and it wasn't just her, like people targeted and attacked her family. And so it's like, I mean. okay, she signed up for the show, but well, I guess her family did too, because they've appeared on the show, but yeah, you know, it's like, you're not just defending yourself, you're defending your family. And that's when it gets real personal, but 
you know, but she's like, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. And Jack's like, because of them. And you, and you don't Ariana. know. What, it's you like Tom and Ariana didn't tweet that. Okay. Yeah, and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like maybe her family was like very upset that Lance, you know, was officiating the wedding. Like there could have been like a lot of other things we didn't see that, you know, that she personally went through. But and you could um, tell Sherry was not thrilled. Yeah. But I feel like, again, like I feel like how awesome would that be if Brittany was like, yes, I went like I like literally went through a journey of, you know, of learning about this to like to what happened in our wedding. And like she could have this is the reunion like where we're like getting like she's happily married now. Like we saw the wedding, like everything went went great. Like it would have been great to have her circle back and say what I ended up learning was you know, there are other ways of thinking. And like, I'm happy that I got to show that to my family and to the viewers. Like she could have said that and then it would have been like, cool, you know, yeah. but, but rather, but instead they're, they're rolling their eyes and they're, they're basically, um, I, I felt, I feel like their body language and the way that they're treating this is like, we are the stupid viewers that ruined her chance of having her pastor that she wanted there. And because of that, like that created a hardship of her life and she didn't get what she wanted, even though like that, like there was nothing wrong with it. Like that's kind of how she's yeah. acting. Because of stupid trolls, viewers, and Tom and Ariana. Yeah, we and are to- all like, to blame. Yeah, and um, and when Brittany's yelling and saying like, you know, this was the hardest time of my life, and Jax is like, and they did it. It's like, so basically, what uh, Jax is doing is he's, and I wish Andy would have followed this up with a question. I wish, I wish that when you know, uh, Jack's like, and they did it. I wish that, um, he would have said, so nobody else stood up to you guys. It was Tom and Ariana were the only voices saying, Hey, this is wrong because that's pretty much what it sounded like. And everyone is kind of sitting there in agreeance that like Tom and Ariana really effed this up for them. And like that, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. are, are they the, the only two voices of reason on this show? Yeah. But remember back on that, watch what happens live with all the ladies mm-hmm. and that awkward moment when Andy asked Brittany, she's like, we handled it. And then Sheena looked at Ariana and they gave each other a look of like, they didn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like Sheena and Ariana like knew it hadn't been handled and it was still problematic, but everyone else just sat there quietly. Yeah. <sighs> so Sandoval in response to that, he's like, Oh my God. He's like, I've never, I've been the best friend to you. I've never had anyone do such horrible things to me ever as Jack's motherfucking Taylor. And I like how they're, he's really swearing and you can hear it and see it. And it's not like bleep. Um, and then Jack's, you are begging to come to my wedding. I'm like, was he? I never saw a scene of Sandoval begging to come to the wedding. In fact, when he was kicked out, he was like, cool, Schwartz, I'll, I'll help you. I'll prepare and send you away with a whole kit. Like, I never saw him begging to come to the wedding. Yeah. But then he he's like, what, you expected me to, like, fly there and surprise you? Like, you expected your mom to surprise you? Which it kind of sounds like that's Ooh. probably what he was. Ooh. I knew it. I knew it. I Someone had to say it. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, he would have like if, if the roles were reversed and he was holding in yes. all of these secrets for um, Tom's wedding, Jax 100%. absolutely would be like pulling out the receipts and being like, you wanted your mom there. I know it. You know, like, why don't you ask your mom? He yeah. would have totally said that. Yeah. And Tom wouldn't normally, but he's had it. He's at his end. And he probably heard Jack say those things like you just expect everyone to just do it off, you know. Oh, and yeah, they flip out. 
Yeah. So, so everyone pretty much is like, no, like parents are off limits, which I, I get. I think that, that, um, Tom did kind of cross a line there, but I think he was pushed. And again, I think that if Jax had a choice, he would absolutely use that. And let's be honest. I think there's a lot more that he could have said about his, like he could have said, you treat your mom like shit. I went to see my mom. You don't go to see your mom. You know what right. I mean? Like there's, there's definitely more that he could have said, but, um, yeah. In fact, you went to see Brittany's mom when your dad was in the hospital instead of going to see him. And oh. then you blame your mom for not being able to see him. Hmm. But why didn't you spend, you know, he was very ill. You didn't want to spend your last Christmas, which you thought maybe would be your last. You, okay, go to Brittany's family. Oh, okay. So he's he's deflecting. He feels guilty. He knows the real deal. And he's he deflects and blames other people when he fucks up. So he's blaming his mom right now for his decisions. Which, again, and- like, how relatable would it be if he was able to say, you know what, Brittany and I, we didn't, you know, we were like, where should we go for Christmas? And Brittany was really homesick. We went to her house. We were planning on seeing my dad on December, you know, or uh, January 3rd. And like, I cannot believe that this happened. Like, I, I should have, you know, well, she, she could have, on- they weren't, they weren't married. So she could have went and seen her family and he could have went and gone home. Mm. I know, but I'm just saying like, yeah. He he, you know, like the, he he made a choice. Unfortunately, and it was the time wasn't on his side to see his dad. That's very hard. That is a very hard right. thing. I just I feel like if he just said like I like that was a a very defining moment for me, and like I I'll always wonder if I would you know if I would have gone there and said like I'm sure that's the truth. Like why not just say that? And then take the power of anything we can say away. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but he's blaming his mom. And here's the thing. I can relate because, like, when my dad was going downhill, it's like my mom was there. Two of my sisters were there. Me and my other sister live out of state. But we knew he was going downhill. But you just never know. Is it this time or is it the next time? And you, right. And I was going home all the time, every month or every other month. And you just don't know. And you take that gamble and you make that choice and you Mm -hmm. feel horrible and Mm -hmm. guilty about it. But never once did I blame my mom or my sister. You didn't tell me it was this serious this time. You didn't tell me. It's like I knew that was my decision to either go or not go. And that was the risk I took. And I feel terrible for it. But I'm not blaming And that's what what I mean. Like I I wish that he like would like kind of like just say like I – yeah. I made the wrong, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. like, and that's not fair for me to make him say that. But like, obviously, that is what happened, you know, like, he wasn't yeah. there. Uh, yeah, so that ends on a sad note. And then even on a, I won't say sadder, because I won't compare his dad's death to this. But on an unfortunate note, we see a preview of, oh, cute, charming, quirky Schwartz dancing around in a moo-moo karaoke oh he's so cute oh god can we yeah can we not not (laughs) Uh, i don't know it's that in his long t-shirt or bow in his grandpa dress shirt i just i can't i would take bow in his grandpa shirt over that the the moomoo did you see bow um, when they were at the beverly hills hotel last week with his legs and his leg tattoos and his sunburn I posted in the group. I was like, yum, yum. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like when he was an arrowhead or something. 
No, they went to the Beverly Hills Hotel for a staycation. She was going to work on her book. Oh, because her house was getting sprayed. Mm. Oh, yeah, mo- yeah, yeah, I saw For that. the moths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they went to that um, monstrosity and bragged and bragged. and But, yeah, he took one of his legs, and he's got all those, like, cartoony, horrible tattoos that everyone talks about. He, just, he really highlighted them on the story, on the gram, and so... I posted some of those pictures in the group, and everyone's just like shaking their heads, like, "Why, why?" Yuck. So I don't know. It's a real toss-up for me. Schwartzy or Bo? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Bo. Really, it's not my choice. I have to make. I'm going with um, neither. You know, switch team. Yeah. Or I'll go with Selfie. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, that's it. So, you guys, uh, I hope that you enjoyed this and that um ugh, i just don't even, there's like no words right now i don't know <laughs> but we wanted to be here for you guys as much as we could in a respectful way so um yeah yeah so we'll, we'll be back next week and yeah have have a good safe weekend and yes. hopefully we get through all of this bullshit of 2020 very quickly and we change the way things work in this world. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Bye.